Mage the Ascension, the Victorian Age is a podcast intended for mature audiences. It contains scenes of horror, sexuality, and violence that may not be suitable for all audiences. Listener discretion is advised. Dork Tales presents Mage the Ascension, the Victorian Age. Book One, The Devil and the Doves. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Mage the Ascension, the Victorian Age. This is book one, The Doves and the Devil. The Devil and the Doves? The Devil and the Doves. We're off to a great start. So, hey, how is everybody doing tonight? I'm Kelly, and I'm your storyteller tonight on this journey through time. And, uh, God, lots of... Uh, oh, thank you so much. Um, through this uh, adventure through time, space, and uh, and through mage history. Uh, I am a longtime avid mage fan and storyteller. And if you watched our episode zero, you know a lot about us and a lot about why we're doing this game. I just wanted to say before we start, though, that this game is intended for mature audiences. So there are going to be situations that all of us have agreed to. We know all of our lines and we all trust each other. We know what we can handle and what we can do according to Twitch's terms of service and, and YouTube, uh, and we're not going to push any lines that we're uncomfortable with. Now, we understand that your lines may be different than ours, and if there is something specific that we know could be um, be harmful to certain viewers, we'll try to give you a heads up, but because of the improvisational nature of role-playing, uh, if something comes up, we hope that you can take a minute away, take care of yourself, and rejoin us when you're feeling able. Besides that, I think it's time to introduce ourselves and get into game. And I gotta say, this is the most nervous I've felt about doing a game in a while because I have wanted to run this for a long time, and I'm not just sweating because I'm wearing four layers. <laughs> there is uh, that, though. There, oh, yeah, there is that. It's, we're in a heat wave in, in Vancouver area right now, and... Uh, we decided uh, to wear layers. <laughs> we just have many layers, many. Oh my god! Thank you guys so whoa, much. Whoa! That is, whoa. Tons of tons, tons of subs. This thank is going you. well. I will run mage nice. full time if you keep that up. Uh, but don't uh, threaten me with a good time. Well, look at the right? time. Let's go ahead and say hello to our cast here. So thank you very much in the chat. I really appreciate it. Uh, and uh, so. Once again, I'm Kelly, I'm your storyteller. I use he and him pronouns, and I am very excited to be running this game tonight, uh, especially because I get around with some of my favorite people on the planet. Uh, first of all, let's go ahead and introduce ourselves, starting with Christine. Hello, I'm Christine. Uh, I use she, her pronouns, and tonight I am playing Evelyn Taylor. Uh, I'm very excited about this, and this wig is... So good. Looking good, but goddamn it's heavy. <laughs> and it took me four hours to style today, so enjoy and thank you for all of the additional subs, Breck. And everybody, oh y'all are just amazing wow. tonight. Heck. Thank you, guys. Oh, you are wonderful. Uh, everybody go go find Precarious. Uh, he's going to be running in uh, next Friday because we're running one of our games on Thursday. So you can watch his game and no guilt. Uh, I'm going to pass the ball over to Amy. Hello, I am Amy. I use she, her, or they, them pronouns. And tonight I am happy to be playing Chastity Prudence Goodwin. Um... What else do we want to say about characters? Is that about it? Should I think I that's about that? it. I think that they... That's people, good. Good, good. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Cool. Uh, and you're playing a member of the Celestial Chorus and Cult of Ecstasy at the same time. Yes. Yes. That is correct. It's going to be an interesting mix. Uh, all right. I'm going to pass the ball down to my lovely friend, Jen. Hello, I'm Jen, and I have the absolute pleasure of playing Josephine Carrington. And no, I will not be saying her full name every stream. Uh, she goes by Josephine. It's fine. <laughs> uh, she is a member of the Order of Hermes, Vanitharsis, specifically. Of course. I have the best, best teacup. 
it as feet. Uh, and finally, our um, our good friend who is uh, dipping her toe in mage for the first time. Uh, so let's give them a warm welcome. Hi, Robin. Hi. Um, I don't think I'm dipping my toe. I think I've I think I've I've left off the the diving board. I think I'm just going all in, baby. <laughs> you, you dipped your toe with uh, technocracy. I week. dipped my toe with technocracy. Now time is just to take the leap and, and jump. Um, yeah, just taking the plunge. Taking the plunge all into right. these. Uh, waters um but yes hello everyone i'm robin i use she they pronouns and tonight i am playing a darcy harkness uh from the or uh not order of cult of it's just she's she's from the verbine yep (laughs) so uh folks we're going to be getting into the story in just one second and you can start to meet these characters and see the world that they inhabit a quick note that uh we are leading into historical fun over historical accuracy even though many of us have history degrees some of us have multiple history degrees in multiple different fields to for our student loans sake way too many um hi jen it's you and me baby oh and christine oh and kind of amy um but uh but uh, we're here for fun and so we're gonna try not to use uh modern colloquialisms when all possible i don't want to have any people being like hey cool how's it going guys daddy-o and then like you know <laughs> riding a horse and shooting a musket or something i don't know uh, so that's probably not gonna be something we're gonna aim for but um you know if it happens it happens because what if i get possessed by time traveling spirit that'll be episode five all right yeah. Um, all right. So without further ado, we're going to start hopping in. I want to say that it's a pleasure to be here and an honor to be playing with the four of you uh, and with all of you watching out on uh, on Twitch or YouTube later or listening on podcasts because this is going to be going up there pretty soon, too. Uh, but before we begin, I have a little bit of fiction that I'm going to read out to you. So if you pardon me, it was a balmy, if otherwise unremarkable night in San Francisco and Charlie Price, 27, himself an unremarkable man dressed in a gray jacket, blue jeans and a blue shirt stood before the barred door of an old shop that was anything but. The sign above the window proclaimed the hole in the wall as curios and curiouser, specialty books and collectibles. The name matched the hastily scrawled note in his hand, though he felt his brows furrow. He'd scoured every inch of the block for nearly an hour in search of the address, but somehow had only just noticed it as the sun dipped behind the nearby buildings. Neon signs buzzed at him in the shop window, enticing him forward with the warmth of a bug zapper. They were flanked by peeling stickers, graffiti, and decades of inner-city grime, and he was suddenly very relieved to have packed a travel-sized hand sanitizer. As the door jangled open, Charlie gave a moment to adjust to the dim lighting inside. The shop reeked of old cigarette smoke, patchouli, and the pleasing scents of rust and old books. Indeed, books of all varieties, hard and soft cover, stretched from floor to ceiling in pillars. Bookshelves overflowed with tawdry paperbacks and collections of witch supplies ranging from tarot cards to candles. Behind the scratched and graffitied glass of a display case were two dozen knives, everything from cheap, illegally oversized butterfly knives to stone athames. The shop was empty, uncharacteristically so for any store in this part of the Bay Area. Hello? he called out. Is anyone here? As he took a step beyond the threshold, a sleek black shape darted between his legs. With a yelp, he tripped and fell forward hard enough to rattle his bones and knock his glasses to the floor. The messenger bag at his side flapped open, and all of his belongings spilled out before him. The shape bounded from stack to stack, vanishing into shadow with a condescending meow. Charlie shook his head clear and gathered his things, now covered with a layer of dust from the carpet. As he slid his glasses back up his pointy nose, he found himself atop a throw rug, that led in procession to an old, splintery countertop, behind which a pale face appraised him. The woman at the till was round-faced, and though pushing into her fifties, he could see how its handsome features might have once been called pretty. 
Her eyes were heavily painted with coal that obscured but could not hide deep crow's feet. Her cheeks were pale and coated with a dusting of white powder, the color of milk. She wore black, a black lace Victorian cut dress with a pearl-white cameo at its high-collared throat. The cameo was of a laughing skeleton. She stared at him with lazy apprehension that made him squirm. He stood and cleared his throat. Hi there. I was told you might be able to help me. Her pointed, painted lips twisted downward, and Charlie felt like he had just failed a test. In a crisp, low voice, she said, The self-help section is by the door. Use one or the other. Oh no, I- I'm not here to buy books. She harumphed and flipped through the pages of a dime store novel she had laid out in front of her. Strange of you to be in a bookstore, then. I... I was sent here to find... Um, I, I was sent here by a guy. I don't know any guys, she replied. A, a guy named Neville. Her finger froze on the page, pinning it. She hadn't heard that name in nearly a decade. Not since. Go on, she urged. Charlie sighed with relief. So this is the right place. Good. I have to tell you, I had the weirdest time finding you. You might want to consider some better signage, Miss, um... He looked down at the note in his hand and squinted at the text. Sorry, I must have written this down wrong. Doubtful. You can call me Penny. Or Miss Dreadful. A mule over her shoulder protested disinclusion. And this is my associate, Mr. Mistopheles, who I think you already met. A lithe black cat climbed onto her shoulders and wrapped himself around her like a stole. Nice to meet you. I'm Charlie Price. And how may I be of service, Mr. Price? Well, he began to reach into his satchel and pulled out a large leather-bound journal and set it on the counter. My, my grandmother died a few months ago, and I was her next of kin. Um, I found this and a bunch of others while I was cleaning out her house. Penny turned the book around and appraised it with lace-glove fingers. The cover was old, and the pages were visibly browned. The leather was rusty brown and supple, and in the center of the cover was a thick metal stamp embedded in the center. The image of a dove in flight, rendered in ivory on a gold plate, as if silhouetted by the sun. As her fingers touched the symbol, her blood shivered. Charlie noticed and asked, So you recognize it? She shook her head, more in a daze than disagreement. Do you... do you know what this is? I would not be here if I did. Well, pull up that chair, and let's find out. He turned to do so, and she interrupted him. And Charlie flipped the signs and dropped the bolt. We're closed now. He did as she, as she told him, and soon found himself sitting next to the aged goth. She slowly, carefully opened the book, revealing a title on the first page, The Devil and the Doves. The date of the first journal entry was smudged, but the script flowed smoothly and legibly. <clears throat> the desires of time are at once both humorous and heartbreaking, and never let it be said that a woman of sensible mind and accomplished wits could fail to prevail in this world, even against insurmountable odds when accompanied by the truest of friendships. This book, and any that God should bless me with the fortitude to author and accompaniment, chronicle my life and the bonds of bloodless sisterhood, forged in the most exciting and turbulent of times. Like all true families, we began our journey as strange strangers, each having been dealt our hands by dealers' velvet gloves that bore the unmistakable scent of kismet. We were four unlikely oddities, and even more unlikely friends. A girl out of time, a truant and traitorous wife and scientist the last heir to an ancient lineage, an adventurer from another world. And yet, I pray to you, dear reader, to stay with me so that I may endeavor to explain how our destinies became intertwined with one another and the fate of so many across this infinite tapestry. For ours is the story of billions, with the choices of four at their heart. 
This, if you've not fathomed from the title of the volume and this lengthy prologue, is the story of how four young ladies, who would become known as the Doves, bested the devil himself. So, with that, we will enter our story. Now, the story begins, actually, on a verdant land of green, some months ago. A lovely day. A lovely day for a lovely girl. Darcy Keevan. Darcy, at 19 years old, and raised by distant relatives, there has always been a hole in your heart. A place where you have searched for belonging and connection. And so it is on this chilly spring day that you find yourself further away from Bantry than you would care to normally travel. Further away from your little farm with your fake mother and fake father, your fake siblings. Past the responsibilities, past everything. It's on this day that Darcy wanders the hills in search of one thing that she's never had. A real home. And it's as we go into this that I would like to briefly warn any listeners that the following scene may contain, um, or will contain, uh, certain implicative acts of, um, uh, of hints of sexualized violence. We will not go into them, but they are present. So, just going to warn everybody real quick. Before long, you've wandered miles away from home. County Cork is lovely this time of year. Even though overhead, a part of you wishes that it had... (sighs) That this desire inside of you had given you a bit more time, or at least a better day. For above you, the clouds are gray and threatening rain. As Darcy makes her way toward the old burned-out shell of a Farnham house... You've passed it a few times in your life. But today, you actually have the courage to enter. You have but a few months of freedom remaining to you. And you choose to spend them how you'd like. The farmhouse is a shell of its former self. Three walls and one completely collapsed, stretching up like a hand toward the gray sky. The foundation is stone and strong, but the wood has all all but rotted away to nothing, mildew and mushrooms in the past two decades. At least it will be soon. You were... you were carryable when this house burned. And you have no memory of it except for heat and crying. What do you do as you approach? What are you looking for here? Um, well, I think she's... Um, she's looking for... Any... Any signs. She's looking for anything left... Left behind. Even though it's probably... 
anything would have been long gone. Um, she's just looking for any... Anything recognizable of her past. That sounds great. I'm going to give you the first roll of the game, actually. <laughs> Can you do me a favor? And uh, yeah. I would like you to make me a perception plus investigation roll. Okay. And this is going to be at a difficulty of eight. So you take the two sets of dice pool or dice traits, combine them into a dice pool. Okay. You could also use alertness if you would like, although I'll probably raise the difficulty. Um, I have, uh, I have nothing in either alertness or investigation, so... Pardon one sec. Do you have awareness? I do. I have four in you awareness. You may roll awareness, then. And... Because uh, I have four dots, I have a thing for resonance. I don't know if that would apply for this it, situation. It would apply for this, actually. Cool. I forget what I do. <laughs> uh, you are going to take them. You're going to roll them against difficulty of seven, actually, if you're using uh, okay. your awareness. Alrighty. Uh, and if you roll a ten, uh, you can choose to re-roll it or just count it as two successes. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Um, I got one ten. Oh, I'm gonna choose to reroll it. Okay, uh, and if it keeps rolling tens, it keeps going. Okay. Um, no, so that's going to be four successes. Four successes. Like I said, moisture and mildew. And yet, as you step inside, across the threshold, or what was the threshold? The one that you imagined so long ago, your father, tall and strong, carried your mother, who probably looks just like you, right? Across, when they built this with their own two hands. How beautiful this place was. You imagined a stained glass bay window. You imagined hidey holes. You imagined places for you to play and run in a big kitchen that always smelled of baked goods. And as you step inside, a squelch under your foot as some of the wood rots away surprises you, brings you back to reality. And there is a sudden squelch, and you find that your leg has punched through one of the floorboards. As rotted as it is, you fall, you scrape your leg a bit, but not badly. The wood's too soft for any of that. You catch yourself with your elbows hard before you can fall through the floor. And as you push to reach down and pull, you'll feel something. It's a heat. Something throbbing with warmth, like the last embers of a dying stove. You feel it pressed against your ankle. Metal, small and smooth. What do you do? Pull my... F she'll pull her foot out and then try and, like, look? Nestled among a rat's nest. Discarded bits of bone and... Collections. Thimbles. Sewing needles, bricks, well, not bricks, but and rings and so on, you will find 
a locket, small and battered, silver. You can almost reach it, it's just a bit out of range. What do you do? She's gonna... She'll, she'll try and reach for it. Okay. Leaning down and reaching for it, it's just beyond the edge of your arm as you you shove your arm down the hole that your leg has created, trying to not fall in, obviously. And as you do, you feel your fingers brush against it just a little bit. Just enough. It's a silver locket. It... You've never seen... You've never seen them. Seeing them for a moment is all that you can imagine. And then a voice breaks your concentration. Wow. What do we have here? I like the looks of this. Behind you, you hear a familiar voice. You recognize it immediately as, uh, as Callum O'Dugan. You're betrothed. Oh, Callum, what are you doing here? I'm just, uh... You presented for me. Look. No, I'm trying to reach something. Eh, so am I. And, uh, he kneels behind you and uh, wraps an arm around Darcy's waist, kind of pulling her away. For a second, you feel that Darcy almost had the locket, and then strong arms wrap around your... uh, wrap around her waist and pull her back. What are you doing? I'm trying to reach this. You can reach it in a minute. Come on, there's nothing wrong. We're going to be married in three months. It's considered an advance on payment. Uh, what are you talking about? No one's around. Come on. You're going to be my wife? Do do the wifely duties? I'm not your wife yet. Get your hands off of me. I've already paid for it. I am not something to be but. Aren't you, though? Come on. I would like to think not. No. No. Come on. You're the prettiest prize mayor in these counties. I am not livestock, Kellum, and this is why I don't want to marry you, but... Apparently, I have duties. Oh, you don't want to marry me? Not really. Oh, well, your parents didn't seem to have a problem with taking my money. Yes, but they're not... We're doing it for the business. But let me make it clear that I don't... Well, I'm doing it for my cock. And if you want the marriage to go through, you'd be nice to be nice to it. Now, be nice. Not here, Killam. As we pan outside, the argument continues, loud, impassioned. And overhead, the storms threaten. There's a sound of striking. And then a yelp. And then the clouds darken, and darken, and darken. And with the punctuation of the sound of ripping cloth, it's like the heavens themselves 
decide to echo the sentiment. The clouds tear themselves asunder, and where a moment before there was merely the hint of grey is now the crackling of red lightning dancing from cloud to cloud. There's a sound of displeasure, and then there is a bolt. The lightning strikes hard and fast. Darcy's eyes are blinded by it. And the awakening comes in a burst that she will remember for the rest of her many, many days. The sound of screaming, the smell of flesh. The rush of power and the rush of liberation. And then it all goes black. Some hours later, she awakens. The smell of smelling salts tearing her consciousness back to full focus. A woman who looks quite a bit like you, actually, with red hair. Lines on her face, a long chin and long nose, stands over you wearing a dress that expands broadly at the hips. This matron leans over you, and behind her, you see what might have been a man at one point. Are you alright? Are you awake now? Come to? She waves a little vial beneath your nose. I, I don't... I don't know what happened. Uh, yeah, you do. I, How many fingers am I holding up? You, you can count, right? You're not, you're not a dumb cow? Uh, no. I'm... How many? You... The thir- three. Th- thir- okay. <sighs> Darcy, Keevan, was it? How 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 do you know my name? Aye. The Keevans. I gave you to them. I knew your ma. I knew your da. And now I'm here for you. Interesting calling card. She gestures through the hole in the side of the wall that links directly down to the smoldering body. Uh, uh, uh that wasn't me, no. <laughs> um, I, I, I... I don't I, have time for this. The Order will have seen. They're on their way. The, we should probably the, get moving. Where? Where are you taking me? How how come I never heard of you? If you knew my ma and pa? Why? Uh, because you're fake ma and you're fake pa. Not exactly nice people. Plus, they don't really believe in magic. I... But you do, don't you? She no. kind of like, nod. Uh, you believe in the old ways? You're superstitious like them. 
like the old folks. Good. I can work with that. They're going to come, and they're going to take Callum. That's his name, right? The would-be philanderer. Yes. He's, he was my betrothed. Ah, he still might be. He's breathing. Not much. Oh, God. It's I mean, all kind right. of good. He deserves to suffer a little bit. All he does, and if we could do this to every rapist across the land, that would be wonderful. But there's still time. Laws of three, you know. Did you come back to haunt them? I, d- I didn't know I could do that. Nor should you. I guess what I'm saying... Darcy Keevan. <laughs> what a bullshit name. It's not your real one. Darcy. Darcy Olivia Harkness. I was wondering. My name's Mai. Mai Lafayne. And I'm here to show you a brand new world. If you'll come with me. I don't think I'm going to get in very good with my parents when they when they find out I did that to Callum, so... <laughs> If you really knew my mom, Pa, I, I would love, I'd love to, to say this new world. Good. You're looking for this? And she snaps her fingers, and a silver locket that's been charred with lightning floats out of a hole in the ground. You thought I was kidding about the magic? It's a bit damaged, but it's yours. And she'll hand it over to you. She'll, like, very gently kind of grab it in her hands, and she'll try and see if, if she can open it. If it looks like it'll open, she'll try and wedge it open if Unfortunately, she can. the lightning melted it shut destroying whatever portraiture had been inside. It now is just a bleeding heart of silver. But you can still feel her on it. She'll kind of like hold it to her heart and thank you. You can thank me by moving your feet. Like I said, there are people who don't like witches around here. And if we don't move our move our asses, there's liable to be a right witch hunt. Well let's go. Where where to? <laughs> Isn't it obvious? Away from the witch hunters. <laughs> and as she says that, you prepare to leave and make your way in the world. The sound of burning torches is everywhere. The sound of screaming and crying. The smell of sweat and sacks permeates the air. 
the musk and bitterness and the scent of vomit and blood crackling in a fire pit. It is all around you, chastity. It rolls around you in waves like blankets, fresh, fresh under the iron. You hear the sound of sizzling flesh and can see. Aren't they ashamed? The ones that they've, the ones they've stripped and tied up to the trees. Aren't they ashamed, the men and women whose bare flesh burns beneath the branding irons? Or do they hurt too much to care? You looked between a pair of the pair of the slats in the walls once last night you saw you looked through and you saw them you saw the man with the beard um simon simon from down the way on the other side of the hill simon was a good man he had cows and he was a bit daft but kind And as you look through, you saw as they broke his bones and they took the calipers into his mouth and pulled so hard. And as the blood poured over his lips, he screamed into the moonlight. He screamed your family's name. He screamed the names of all of the women in your family. And so you knew they were coming for you. And this memory flashes with pleasure and pain and the shuddering gasps of two girls hiding and strong footfalls of hard shoes and the groaning voice of a pastor. Be ye good. Take care of me and I shall take care of you. Be ye good under God's graces, my child. For in the name of Jesus Christ, you shall be saved in this baptism. Let the fire not touch your skin. Save your skin for other touch. And then screaming. And then fire and then rain on cobblestone. All of these images flash through your head like a kaleidoscope. And you feel a strange giggle mix with horror as it bubbles out of your throat. And hands are clasping your arms. Chastity. Chastity. Hello. Hey, hey, hey. Are are you okay? Are you alright? You've been crying out in your sleep. Uh, Sitting on your bed is Amelia Sutcliffe. Dressed in her day clothes. You've overslept. Are you alright? What happened? Uh, it's just a just a bad dream. I'm fine. The same one again? 
Yeah. Yeah. Um, you should probably... Sorry. <laughs> it's fine. I could just hear you through the door. Um, I know that you're... You're going out later, right? You have the night off? It's, um... I was wondering, um, I think we're probably too late to make it to church today, but, um, you're going to go to, now, quick question, Amy, does mm -hmm. she know about your night job? Oh, yeah. Okay. Are you going to work at, uh, um, the, the laundry? <laughs> yeah. That's the plan. Assuming I'm still awake. Do you think you'll... S she blushes and t and tips her chin. She's quite an attractive girl with a heart-shaped face, slightly lazy eye, but other than that... Befitting of her station. She wrings her hands together and you know exactly what she's asking. For on your bedside table is already a sealed and waxed letter. Well, if you, um... If you... Do you think yes. you're going to be seeing... Do you think you'll be seeing Teddy? Mr. Dashwood. Teddy, is it? <clears throat> I just... I, I wanted to thank him for his... His his present the last time that he came calling. I realized that I was so flustered by it that I hadn't had a chance to and I so I wrote a letter and since you tend to meet with each other uh, at your well, you you, you, you have more latitude for these type of meetings than I and I would prefer this not go through Father's Coachman. I, I do assume we'll see him tonight, yes. He should be there. Uh, good. Well, uh, if it's not too much trouble, then perhaps you should, um, you know, you could drop it off, maybe, with him? I can do that, yes. Oh, what are you getting on about? Don't give me that look. <laughs> He is a, a charming and handsome aristocrat and deserves to be uh, thanked appropriately. Mm-hmm. I'm sure he'll appreciate the letter. Does he ever talk about people? I mean, he talks about a lot of people regular quite in great detail mm. you'll have to be a little more specific does has he ever mentioned anyone inside of this house mother father the cat you yes he's fond of the cat well it's my cat he should be fond of me then don't know that he knows you well enough yet. Well, father insists on a long courtship before such things. So, 
perhaps isn't you could... that why I'm here? And to potentially encourage boys to be ambitious, yes. Mm-hmm. Oh, come on. He's handsome. Yes. Yes, you... and I've... He and is. You... You've seen the other ones that father has had brought around, and the ones that mother tries to set me up with. One of them's my cousin, for God's sake. I can't stand that. So... I just... I can't stand to be courted by a man who I've seen eat his own bogeys. Understandable. Anyway, um, well, mother and father have already headed out to, well, church for the day. Mm-hmm. And that means that Wadworth has gone as well. Mm-hmm. And Mrs. Peel. Mm-hmm. Which means no one's guarding the kitchen. And I don't have a corset fitting for another week. <coughs> okay. Put on your clothes, put on your knickers, and let's go and steal some cookies. Oh, oh, I thought we were still gossiping. Okay, sure, I'll go get dressed. Guess we're, we're, we're still gossiping. Just, just, we're going to gossip just, over... Well, and she's gonna like Boom. she's gonna I, smack her fan and like smack it playfully at her not actually hitting her but just like come on alright fine now let but... me get out of bed I have so many things that I could say but a lady shouldn't now with that that's why you're the lady <laughs> just barely And with that, she'll head into the hall, allowing you to get dressed. Mm. What do you do? Besides that, do you... I think she'll probably get dressed and take a few extra minutes looking at the... at her... I assume she's got a a wash, like a wash basin and a looking glass in her room? Yes, yes she would. So she'll probably, like, splash water in her face and just kind of stare at her reflection for several moments just to process everything she just remembered again before setting her shoulders back and getting ready for the rest of the day and heading out to meet. As you brush your hair, you're going to notice that you have bruises. Small ones, right on the nape of your neck, right where you remember being grabbed from the hiding place. The bruises are fresh, and you've been here for so long now. They're greenish gray under the skin. And as you touch them, they fade back to pink. I'm seeing things. 
or something. Heading back to go and to go and meet with Amelia. You have a right gossip session about what's happening around town these days. She tries to pry more information about Mr. Dashwood off of you. And it's more than a little obvious that she's taken a fancy for the man. It's hilarious, honestly. What is so hilarious about it? He's a man, I'm a the lady. I'm, I'm going to be a woman. Yes. Do I have to be made a woman? you're dancing that... around. I... Well, what am I supposed to do? I can't just go out and go, oh, Mr. Then Dashwood. I'm sure he would find that charming. It's not done. Maybe it's done in your circles, but I... Sorry, I'm sounding like, sounding like my mother. We can't have that now, can we? No, we can't. Can you do me a favor? Hmm. What? How about we Irish up these teas? It's the day of rest, after all, isn't it? It's like you read my mind. <laughs> Cheers. Cheers. Besides, this is way better than going to church, isn't it? Yeah. I never see you there. Hmm? I mean, I know you're religious. You, you, you wear, but I never see you there. I mean, I sit um... in the front usually, but I know it's your day off, but... I'm... I don't... You probably just miss me. I'm usually at the back. I always miss you when you're not around. <laughs> you're my friend. Yeah. And you're my friend! True, but your father doesn't pay me to be your friend, so it gets a little awkward. I mean, you're my companion, but... Yeah, I do appreciate mm. the, uh... A little pot. <laughs> do you have... What do we have planned for the rest of the day, then? Well, you have to go to work past noon. But we've got about two hours. What do you want to do? Could go on a walk. It sounds fun. There will be less people out since everyone else is at church. True. And then we won't have to listen to all of that. <sighs> Let's go, she says, her eyes flashing with delight. And she's almost right. Because as you wander your way through downtown New York, you find that soon enough... You're seeing the sights, going to some of the uh, 
some of the errors you probably shouldn't milling around, not going to the five the five points. Because it's not really a safe place. Who would be in a place like that? But you do manage to make it to some interesting locations. Now, which borough do you live in again? Remind me. Oh, I don't. I think it was. I think you. I think you were all in Brooklyn. Probably. I don't think I wrote that down. I don't think so either, because I think that. Mm -hmm. So, uh, making your way through Brooklyn, you you get a decent distance away, and as you're going through, you almost make it without the sound of church bells calling you. But. As you walk past an open alley, a blush will rise, well, to her cheek, if not to yours, as you see that apparently someone has started their work a bit early today on a Sunday. And down an alley, pushed against a wall, are a pair uh, enjoying themselves for a, a few cents on the dollar. And as you are looking at this, the sound of religiosity stretches out to you with the repetition of oh my god oh my god oh my god which is mirrored down by the harbor right now actually oh my god oh my god oh my god Josephine you are standing next to a broad yacht your suitor for the day, your friend, that has uh, has gone there with you to take you out on his boat, is a man named Barton. Let me see this. Got so many notes. Uh, Barton Harborlane. Barton is uh, the son of a merchant. Quite, quite wealthy. Textiles selling denim to those out west. But there's not much to the man. In fact, were he to wear a slightly larger suit, he would better fit the sail than the actual sail of his boat, as thin of a scarecrow as he is. And as he takes you down to the docks, you can see that there are a number of dock workers milling around and loading up. It's Sunday, and... Well, there's no rest for the wicked, especially down on New York's docks. I couldn't actually get this one down into the marina. They were booked all up. <clears throat> he adjusts his collar. Something about the storm coming in. But I thought you would like it and we could go out on it and get to know each other on, on the ocean, perhaps. He says, adjusting his spectacles up his long hooked nose. I, I am paying far more attention to the activity and the water than him. <clears throat> uh-huh. You just, you're, you're so lovely. I, I thought that it would be, um, uh, you said that you like boats, and here we are. <sighs> yeah, great idea. The orca. It's, it's... Oh, it's that slut muffin. You hear echo down the dock. Hey, you! Let me adjust that accent, actually. I forgot you're not in England. 
Always. <laughs> no, oh, yeah, doing it again. <laughs> Damn it. Hey, it's that slot muffin. Hey. Hey, you. Don't go. Don't go with her, buddy. She's been with th down here with three guys on boats this week. She's going to give you the clap. A man calls down from the end of the lane. <clears throat> he bites his lip and turns and... Sir, I would... I would ask that you not impinge this young lady's honor. Or else I will make an example out of... And he turns, I'm the man has stepped closer. And uh, the two men, just so you know, uh, he is... Uh, Barton is an inch shorter than you. The man that is stepping closer is about six foot one, six foot two. Looks like he's smuggling barrels under his shirt. And you will recognize him specifically as a man named Junior McL uh, Junior McLusky. Oh, good. <laughs> Junior is a uh, is a part Irish, part Italian dock worker here, uh, who has ties with the uh, the local uh, crime syndicates. Oh boy! Uh, so you, sorry, you cut. I will show. Oh god! Oh god! Oh god! Oh god! Oh god! I've got this, and I'm just gonna walk up and I'm gonna punch this dude. Oh, okay. <laughs> let's Fuck let's, this noise. let's do an initiative roll. <laughs> let's do an initiative roll right now. So that is a D10 plus your Dex and Wits. Ooh, baby! Oh, baby! Ah, no dropping papers. Thirteen. Thirteen. Okay. Uh, you are going to get the jump on him because he only got a twelve. <laughs> so, uh, what would you like to do? So, rush, stepping forward, you just approach right, um, right up to him. Yeah, actually, I'm, I'm going to walk up to him and, uh, or I'll, I'll hold up my hand, um, say, you know, I've got this. Um, take a step as I'm saying. Um, You've got this all wrong, and then I'm gonna swing the carpet bag that I carry everywhere. Okay. <laughs> Just at this guy's gut. Okay, at his gut. All right. What I want you to do is yeah. uh, this: make me a. You can use Dex or Strength at this range with this. I don't care either way. Uh, but it's going cool. to be and melee if it's your carpet bag. Woohoo! Difficulty. A uh, difficulty of six. Uh, two successes. Two successes. All right, you're going to go ahead and hit him. Go ahead and roll me your strength plus uh, strength plus two. Ooh. One. One. Okay. Yep. Okay. Uh, he, it's going to hit him in the solar plexus, and he's going <clears> to. <throat> Are you? Are you fucking kidding me? Are you kidding me? Uh, Don't speak ill of me. And, uh... I think, uh... He's just gonna try to shove you into the water. Uh, now, you can make me a dexterity and athletics roll reflexively to try to get out of the way of this. Cool. Okay, so difficulty six. Ooh, and that is a, more ones than I expected. Okay, what'd you get? Uh, three. Three, okay. Uh, you are going to definitely dodge out of the way as he lunges toward you. Uh, he grabs at part of your clothing and is only going to manage to get your carpet bags on a strap or something. Yeah. 
So he's gonna manage to grab the strap of the carpet bag and try to push it toward the water, but you're gonna duck around. What would you like to do? Can I try and use his momentum to shove him in the water? Yes, you may. Uh, are you using any magic to do this? I would like to um, use... Uh, I would like to use forces. That sounds great. So uh, what we will do is... Uh, are you Now, there are a couple ways you can do this. You can make your difficulty lighter by spinning him around, or you could just telekinesis him into the water. I'm going to I'm going to uh, spin him around. Okay. So, uh, what I'd like you to do is make me a um, uh, make me a uh, an arte roll at so this will be forces 1, so it's going to be difficulty of 4. Uh, okay. now do you are um, you using your specialty foci or unique foci for this? I am not. Okay. Is there I anything? can't I can't make it work in this scene. <laughs> That's fine. So what you can do in this case is every success you get is going to lower your difficulty of hurling him into the water by one. Okay. Uh, don't forget you can't spend willpower on this. Don't need to, baby. <laughs> uh, that's four successes. Four successes? Yeah. Okay. Now, you know, I just realized we didn't actually talk about this because technically... You shouldn't re-roll tens on on Arate rolls. Oh, that's fine. Then it's three successes. But I think let's do tens on Arate rolls. Cause sure. Because it's, it's weirder. Okay, so this is going to lower your difficulty on this to... Uh, I would like you to make me a, uh, a strength and athletics or dex and athletics. Your call at a difficulty of three, please. Will do. Seven successes. What? Okay. Uh, I will attempt to... Can't do that. All right, so spinning around, you're going to stick, uh, basically, like, squat down using... um, Basically, sticking your ass out to give you, like, a full extra propel propelling as you hurl him uh, ass over tea kettle into the water. Sploosh! He hits the water and goes down sputtering. Uh, as he does so, however, uh, I'm going to... Uh, that, 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 is, um, that is elegant, I'm going to say. So that does not count for, for uh, any type of well, what we would consider paradox. No straights. Uh, but... Uh, what is your... You were doing that? Cool. Uh, I need you to make me a stamina roll real quick. Difficulty of six? Difficulty of six, yeah. Uh, one success. One success. All right. So, uh, you are going to hear, unhand her! And as you spin around, you're going to let this man go. Junior's going to fly into the water, and suddenly you're going to see stars as Barton swings for you with his walking stick, or swings for Junior, I should say, and instead cranks you right in the eye for a point of bashing damage. Oh, gods! Oh, my God! I am so sorry! I don't hit women! I don't hit anyone! Oh, gods! Focus on the enemy! (laughs) (laughs) The man in the water is splashing and writhing and trying trying to swim, but he got spiked into the water with seven successes. So, as you look down, you are going to see that 
the propulsion that you threw him with, he might have accidentally... You you see a small smear of blood on the back fin of the boat's rudder. And you don't see him coming up. What do you do? Uh, can I... Um, can I run to the side and, uh, see if I, if he's within reach? You may, you may. So looking around into the water, I want you to make me a perception and alertness roll at a difficulty of eight, because it's kind of an overcast day. Uh, you all are in kind of, uh, kind of around October right now. So it's kind of crisp in the air. A lot of leaves kind of hanging out in the water from what few trees there are in New York. And the water is quite dark, so. Uh, one success. One success. Glancing, you can see the edge of his of his meaty hand, recognizable from the large ring he has on his pinky, descending about ten feet below water, and drifting down toward the uh, toward the clay bed below the docks. Oh, oh, I'm gonna reach for it and try and grab it. Okay. Uh, so, like I said, he's about ten feet underwater. Can I reach as uh, while trying to? Or okay, Mm -hmm. what I'm gonna do? uh, Is there rigging near me? Yes, there is. Like ropes. There there are ropes and riggings and all of that. I'm gonna grab a rope that's near me, um, and then go to reach. And as I do, um, mutter. Yeah, some Latin under my breath and mm. use forces to pull him towards me to, or to push him towards me so I can grab mm. his hand. Sounds good. Okay, so this is going to be um, you could if you want it fast and good, it's going to be forces three. Okay, yeah. Okay, so you're going to be rolling at a difficulty of so let me just double check the rules with the straights on this because we're using a slightly different system than we're used to. So that is going to be as noted. I cannot wait till I get this in full color. All right, so uh, this is going to be difficulty of eight. Okay, uh, I am using my specialty by grabbing the rope. That's my specialty focus for. Oh, rigging horses. and things like that. Okay, cool. Or, so that'll be difficulty seven. Yeah. Um, if cool. you'd like to spend quintessence to lower it by one, you may, or you can spend willpower. Uh, I will spend a willpower. Um, it's been a while since I've played Old World. Right. Uh, what does that give me? It gives you an automatic success at difficulty 9,000. Right. right. Yeah. All right. So difficulty seven for the rest of this. Mm. That is a one success. One success. So that's two total. Okay. So two total is enough. Uh, so swinging down, you are going to use the, uh, the power of your magic and are going yeah. to pull him up to the just the edge you're going to get a bit of your dress wet uh leaning over the edge is of course it's quite large right it's going to kind of sag into the water um and you're probably about up to your shoulder sleeve wet uh but you are going to make contact with him cool um and yeah i want to try and pull him up enough so that he can grab onto the the edge there sure all right so you are going to be able to you with uncanny strength are going to be able to pull him back on to the deck. Uh, mark a point of paradox for me. 
Yeah, sure. Just, 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 <laughs> just one, just one. Um, cool. And uh, you're going to pull him up onto the deck, and Barton is going to look at this and go, "Oh no, blood!" Uh, and he's going to collapse onto the dock. Thankfully, uh, he's going to get quite a goose egg as he passes out from seeing the blood that's smeared across Junior's head. Junior is going to start coughing as soon as he is above above water, uh, vomiting bits of seawater onto the deck. And he's going to look up at you with his thick brows and that new scar bleeding across his forehead. <laughs> You're my kind of woman. <laughs> Can I knock him out with a punch? Yes, you may. <laughs> Thank you. All right. <laughs> Boof. You knock him right out. And, uh... You are left on the dock with no uh, no chaperone to take you out on his boat uh, and some people coming to see the commotion. The but things I put up with. I think that we are going to cut across the water at this point and are going to find ourselves in London. And the things I put up with. You hear from the doorway, Evelyn. Evelyn, it's not been a pleasant night. In fact, quite the opposite. It has been an absolutely frustrating time. The Order of Reason has a symposium in town, a three-day event beginning on Sunday and lasting until Tuesday, for local scientists to display their works and discuss theory, postulate, and to work on interesting ideas. It's... It's right up your alley. It's exactly what you want to do, and what you always would have done. But for some reason, James, your husband, has decided not to invite you. Which is preposterous. You always go with him. Publicly, you're his assistant. What would he do without you? Assist himself? <laughs> no. And yet, he says... He told you that, oh, there's nothing. There's nothing There's nothing to worry about. There's nothing going on here. You know James Morgan pretty well, and you know that he's had at least a shot of whiskey mixed in with some coffee earlier that night. He always does this, a little ritual to ease his nerves before public speaking. But what could he be talking about tonight? You know that his theories have been not really going anywhere, and some of his inventions have been good, but they've been nothing really, really special. And so you deign to accompany him that night, against his will. And now, you are using every woman's God-given right to make their husband wait. He stands by the doorway, dressed in his finery, Evelyn, is this going to happen anytime tonight? Things I put up with. You look beautiful. Can we go? When I'm ready. It's going to be boring. There's nothing going to be going on. I'm going to be meeting a few people that you've already met before. It's going to be tedious. And besides, honestly, have you considered staying at home? It'd be 
better for you. I say it's a woman's place, after all. Oh, come on, don't give me that look. He glares at you in the mirror as you glare right back. I just think that you should get used to not going out as much. It's going to be relevant in the near future, hopefully. And that when that event occurs, I will consider it. Well, then why don't you let me go take care of this boring thing, and when I get home, we will see about the eventuality that will necessitate you to have several months of bed rest occurring. I'll scarcely need months. However, why should I sit at home? I would think that you would need nine of them. Bite your tongue. When I could at least leave the house and enjoy the company of my husband. Unless there's someone you're hiding from me. She'll say it kind of archly with just a little, like... She's not actually implying... She's implying it, but she's doing it in the way of, like, teasing implying. Yes, I'm hiding Dr. Harris Nesbitt from you. He looks fantastic in a slip. (laughs) Now that's in my mind. Thank you very much. It is in mine as well now, thank you. What color is it? Because mine's bright sky blue. We have not gotten that far in the imagination, thank you. Look, he sidles up behind you where you're doing your makeup and wraps an arm around your stomach. Look, it's going to be boring. I don't want to bore you. I promise. I'll be bored with you instead of bored at home. I assumed you would want to be down in your, well, in our laboratory, playing you around. You had it right the first time. Are all Canadians this infuriating? I can see intelligent? why. Intelligent, yes. Uh, mm, uh, I can see that's probably why we like to keep you on that side of the ocean. I was foolish enough to bring one over. Your mistake, then. Mm, my game. My love. You're going to be so bored. Better bored with you than bored at home. And as he smiles at you, you can see that it is a bit of a tense smile. There's something he's not telling you, but he's not likely to. James Morgan is a tight-lipped gentleman. Now, if you're going to, then... Just don't blame me at the end of the night. Agreed? Good. And I... Mother has been pestering again. It's why that, an ill gesture to your stomach, is on my mind. We're not getting any younger. 
someone is going to... There's going to have to be tiny Morgans running around here sooner or later. You can always insinuate it's your fault. There is nothing wrong with me. I am a virile young... So something's wrong with me, then? No, nothing's wrong with... Well, maybe, perhaps, we spend a little too much time in front of chemicals of caustic nature, but... I'm just saying... But they're the fun chemicals. Yes, they are the fun chemicals, but... There is... Other creation that we should probably be focusing... I don't know. Then you need to stop staying up so late with other scientists. You are the only scientist I want to stay up with. What do you say that... We make a vow to start working on our own creation. Something that we probably won't have to submit to the Order. I would hope not. Yeah, not until college. Well, yes, uh, we have to look for good masters then. Oh, yes, of course. Quite. I'll be waiting outside in the carriage. I'll join you in a moment. Hmm. Don't be long. And with that, he gets up and wanders out. What do you do? How are you getting ready for this? Um, probably just making sure her hair is in place, that nothing's wrong with her outfit before leaving the, the space. No, you look fantastic. And it's going to be an interesting night. I mean, the Order of Reason is egalitarian to some degree, but you're finding more and more that a lot of the gatherings that are occurring are particularly... Sausage heavy? <laughs> yes, yes. Uh, you've been feeling more and more out of sorts. And as you are doing that, your maid will knock on the door. Yes? Excuse me. Miss Morgan, um, I've, got an, I've got another letter for you. Oh, um, who's it from? Um, it's the same thing, the the weird scrambly do. You've been receiving these letters for oh, about one a week now, for some weeks. You assume that it was part of your initiation into the Order of Reason, or just a curiosity. And with James staying up so late at night, you haven't had a chance to broach it with him. And to be honest, these type of missives are somewhat exciting, somewhat titillating. And as she hands it over, you'll see that it is a single sheet of paper, folded over neatly. And as you open it, it is addressed to you, E. Morgan. But inside, inside, you can't make hide nor hair of it. It's written in code. You recognize it is still Latin alphabet. But beyond that... Well, how are you with code-breaking enigmas? Um, quite good. Cool. Uh, so I'm going to say that you've been puzzling these out for a while now. Uh, and I would like you to take a look at this and see how quickly you can you can figure this out. This is going to be an intelligence and enigmas roll at a difficulty of eight because it's a pretty. Actually, let me let me check something real quick. 
Okay, difficulty seven. The cipher's not terribly complex tonight. Okay, so that difficulty in the system is target means number. that it's sevens and above our successes? Mm -hmm. Yes. So it's meet or beat, essentially. It's meet or beat, yes. Okay. And if you roll a 10, you can choose to take two successes or re-roll it and try your luck. All right, new dice. New dice. These dice like me as well. Uh, six. Holy shoot. I was uh, rolling a lot of dice. I have into four and Enigma three. So I was rolling seven dice. Okay. So glancing through this, you realize that this is actually a fairly easy replacement cipher. Going through it, you'll, you start counting in your head. One, two, three. Doctor. I look forward to meeting you. Your talents are wasted. Perhaps we can discuss further after the symposium. I will be in touch. Once again, signed V.F. She's going to fold it and tuck it into her dressing table drawer, the locked one. Okay. It goes there with a number of other ones, all complimentary, all saying that your skills are being wasted and exploited. Perhaps propaganda? But it probably feels good to hear. You have a keen... hurt anyone. <laughs> of course, it's not like they're love letters. That script, it's... You would venture to guess a woman's handwriting. There's nothing... And I think with that, I'm finished, and I've left him waiting long enough. All right. As you saunter your way out, that phrase gets stuck in your head. A woman's place is in the home. What an idiot. And with that, you head out into, your, into the night and toward the symposium. But we'll find out what happens there in just a minute, folks, because we're going to take a quick washroom break. I think it's about time for that. Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back in five. Hope everyone's having a great time tonight, and uh, I'll check in with you four first. You having fun? Yes. Yes. Cool. Yep. This has been good. So good. Nice. So All good. right. So see you very shortly. Hey all, I'm Jen and I play Josephine Carrington in the Dork Tales Victorian Era Mage actual play series that you were just listening to. If you're new to Mage or just want to know more about the system, check out my podcast, Paradox, a Mage the Ascension podcast, found wherever you can find podcasts. New episodes come out every other Friday, provided Paradox itself doesn't get in the way. Oh baby, I see you want what I want. You want more Dork Tales content? Well, why don't you get yourself over to patreon.com slash dorktales right now. Get exclusive behind-the-scenes access and more. Patreon.com slash dorktales. See you there, baby. Welcome back to Mage the Ascension, the Victorian Age. The Devil and the Doves. A woman's place 
is what echoes through Evelyn's head. A nearby, in some of the darker, slummier areas of London, you will hear that same thing repeated, Darcy. A woman's place is exactly where she means it to be, Mai says. Darcy. Ah, uh, yes. Sorry. What are you looking at uh, the window yes. for? I, it's, it's just so, it's so, it's so big. Ah, it's um, quite big. It's a city. I've only known the country. Mai looks at you appraisingly. Shut the curtains. We've got training to do. I need you to pull out the ball, and um, if you could do me the honor of grabbing that rabbit, we've got some magic to do. All right. Outside, you can hear the clip-clop of carriages pulled across the cobblestones. This is one of the poorer areas of London. You can smell the Thames nearby. and People are shouting, arguing outside, the sound of babies echoing, echoing. Now, the small house that you have rented now is (laughs) the barest example of a row house. Nearly 20 feet wide. Two stories. And sandwiched in, you can hear the sound of people on both sides of the walls. Arguing, yelling. Their dogs fighting in the streets. Their children Chasing other dogs with sticks. Not particularly the nicest area. It's been six months. Mai's proven to be... A kind... Well, maybe not kind. A tolerant mentor. And now as she sits in the kitchen of this small flat... On the other side of a splintery wooden table. She waits for you to bring over the large stone bowl. Oh, this this doesn't get really any any lighter. You think I'd be getting stronger at magic? I could lift this a bit better, but it's damn heavy every time I grab it. Is that what you'd like? Because we can do that if you'd like. I think you might change your mind once you see what we're doing, though. What are I we need doing? What we're doing today. I need to know that you've been studying correctly. That your prayers and your methodology is sound. Bring me the I've hair been... from the cage. Reach it. So you reach into the rusted iron cage, and there is a fat, plump hair inside of it. Bring it over to the bowl. So what do you want? What do you mean? What do you want? With your magic. What power do you want? I mean, just depending on the situation. Ah, well, depending on the situation. 
the rabbit squirms in your hands. Um, what is she holding it by? By the ears? By the neck? By the body? Probably like the scruff, okay. scruff of so the it's, neck. So it's paddling its feet, trying to get away from you. Here, she slides a length of cloth that's been folded over several times, and then begins to unfold it, revealing a wickedly sharp knife. It's the rabbit or one of the neighbor's dogs? I don't think we'd be very good neighbors <laughs> if we... Uh, dogs if do we have did. more juice in them, though. It's He's going to it's kick true. his spine out. Do it now. Okay. And she will take the dagger and she will... Uh, the rabbit fills the bowl. Is what we will say. Mm-hmm. The blood fills the bowl to its brim, and you see steam rising from it. Is it hard? Do you feel what? for the poor little bunny? I grew up on a farm. I've, 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 I've been used to death, used to life. Good. I mean, the only what? thing is my cat. That's the only thing I really care about. What is the first rule about this blood? Don't waste it. Don't waste it. Had a girl. Good. You've got more than rocks between your ears. So, the rabbit's not quite cold yet. Can you still feel its heart? It's still splurting a bit. You have a choice. Keep it, the life and magic that it's bled out, or put it back in the rabbit. You've got about ten ticks. One, two, three. Um, yeah, I'll try that. Which which one are you gonna do? You gonna try to buff your buff your own stats? You gonna? Yeah, she's gonna try and buff her own stats. Okay, you're gonna okay make the selfish choice. That's good. I like it. <laughs> uh, okay, so we're gonna do your first magic casting of the game. So, uh, what would you like to gain? More strength, I guess, is what you said. Yeah. Okay, so why don't we see about raising your strength for the day? So you have sacrificed okay. a rabbit. Uh, mm-hmm. What is your life specialty focus? It's um, your mother's her, book, right? It's her mother's book of shadows. Okay. Yeah. All right, so the one that was given to you by Mai during the past six months. Opening your book of shadows, you can begin calling out some magic from it. Uh, now, you making yourself stronger by sacrificing animals, uh, I'm going to say that that is uncanny, not catastrophic. So that means that you're going to be at a difficulty of seven. Four plus okay. life three. Okay. Uh, that is going to be difficulty six because you are using your mother's spell book. And if you would like to do any additional things to lower your difficulty, you may. So, for example, let me just pull out my handy-dandy chart. (laughs) And yes, I printed everything because the book is 600 pages. Yep. Okay. So, uh, some other things you could do to lower it a little bit is um, you could spend quintessence on a one-for-one basis to lower it to a maximum of three. You could uh, spend additional time on this which you might as well. Uh, Each Mm -hmm. additional turn you take will give you a minus one on the roll. That's probably the easiest. Mm -hmm. And uh, you could also... um, 
yeah, I'm gonna say just take extra time on this probably, which is probably the best way. Uh, so all told, you can make your Arate roll at a difficulty of five. Now before you roll, be, the way Mage's magic system works, and I'm going through with you because Jen has already played this a lot. Yep, I appreciate that. <laughs> so you figure out how many successes you want. Successes are spent like tokens in order to buy magical effects. So, okay. to raise your stats, there is basically, um, for every two successes you gain, you will up one of your stats. Oh, pardon me. No, 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 that's not correct. Uh, for every one you will to a maximum five. So, uh, if your strength is, I believe, one? Yes. So, uh, that means that four successes on this roll, you can raise your strength to five, uh, and then everything after your strength is five costs two. You also will be spending points into the duration of the effect. They come there, they are spent separately, and uh, the way they work is, the basic is for one turn, then one scene, then one day, then one story for four successes. So I would say, if you're going to do this, let's go all out. Let's say that you're going for three successes into duration. All right. How many successes, how many extra strength would you like? Um, because it's just rolling Arate, right? Yes, you can spend willpower to gain one point, uh, one success automatically. Okay, so I'll probably do, I would like to try to put two points into strength. Okay. Sounds good. So, uh, we're going to say that you're going to be going for five successes. Yes. Okay. So, what you're going to do is, would you like to spend a willpower on this? Yes. Okay. So, take your Arate, roll it against a difficulty of, uh, difficulty of four, actually, is what it's going okay. to be. Come on, dice. <laughs> Wait, how many ones, how many ones did you roll? Nothing. I rolled two tens and a five. Okay. Well, and I just said that tens could re-roll. So if you can take yep. them as two successes or you can re-roll them. I want... So I have a point of wolf power for success. And mm -hmm. then I have two for that. And then that brings it to four. And I want five. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to re-roll them just for fun. I need one more success and a difficulty of four. I hope I, that my dice are nice to me. And then there's two nines. So that's six successes. Okay. Uh, would you rather put that extra success into duration to make it last for uh, for the story? Uh, or would you rather have an extra point of strength for the day? Um. So do you want... For the, ex for the day. For the day. Three okay. For the day. Okay. So that means... So you got how many successes total? Six. Six. Okay. And did you add your willpower as well? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. So that means that your strength is going to be at strength four uh, for the remainder of the day for 24 hours. Uh, that counts as one of the effects that you have up. Every two will make magic harder for you. Uh, okay. You can you can cancel this at any time just by ignore just by choosing to cancel it. Uh, and at strength four, you're going to gain a temporary uh, specialty oh, I am. as well. So would you rather be like like brutal or or um, uh, powerful in terms of like lifting or athletic, uh, vigorous? Would you rather be um, uh, explosive? Would you like to be t like pick an adjective that you think would cover your strength? Hmm. I would say probably 
I like vigorous for some reason. Vigorous? I like that. I feel that suits her. Cool. So that vigorous would cover basically any activity that wasn't directly related to combat. So like yeah. jumping. It's athletic, basically, more yeah. than it is yeah. violent. Okay. Uh, so with that, uh, you are going to watch the rabbit's body turn cold as you take a couple a couple of seconds to go through your mother's spell book and look at the life transference. Transference of vigor. And as you do this, your muscles will... Do they? What do they look like? Do, do your muscles swell? Or are you just wiry? Do they become denser? I think probably denser, because otherwise, okay. like, the, her clothing would probably, like, start bursting. Your, your clothing's a little tight, actually, as your muscles become incredibly well-defined and tight. You've got, like, Sarah Connor shoulders and arms now. So you feel all of the muscles in your body go taut and hard. Oh. Well, if I ever have to deal with a prick like my uh, my betrothed, uh, I don't think I would need magic. I could probably just punch him through a wall. <laughs> or run away real fast. Yeah, you should. Do me a favor. Yes? Grab the doorframe. Okay. Do you do so? Yeah. Okay, walking over the door frame. The door frame inside of this house is actually very low at five foot, uh, about five foot eight. Um, grab it on both sides. Okay. Pull the house down and pull yourself up. Now, you have never in your life been able to do anything resembling a pull-up. Climbing no. trees for you as a little girl was about the most dangerous thing of all because you just didn't have the upper body strength to do it beyond a few branches. Give it a try. Okay. Pinching the door frame on both sides from the top, you are going to easily be able to, like lifting a pillow, lift yourself up. <laughs> She'll kind of chuckle. She'll stop like... Do you like it? <laughs> yeah, I could, I could get a bit of a... <laughs> this feels quite nice. Something died for that. Aye, now you're thinking. There's nothing wrong with enjoying the powers that you have, Darcy. Be respectful. And when you're done playing around with your pull-ups, cook the rabbit. I'm sure it'll be a, a great stew. Feeling like stew tonight? We've got carrots. We've got potatoes. We've got salt. But tonight, um... I don't think that, um, I don't think we're going to be able to. Oh no? Uh, we're going out tonight. Oh, what are we doing? Tonight, Darcy Harkness, we're doing the most terrifying thing that a woman can do. The right thing. She says, and as she says that, you feel a chill run over your spine. Across the water. 
across the Atlantic in New York City. Well, Chastity, you make it there to what was at one point a textile factory. They used to make they used to make bedding here back in the day. At least part of it was. It's a tall building downtown. And uh, down in the industrial area of New York City, you find yourself there. Knocking on the door the prerequisite number of times. The, the sound of carriages and the smell of horseshit in the streets is strong around here. The slider will open. And you will see the thick neck of a man known as Early. Early Joseph. He looks at you dumbly through thick brows. Well, the thick brow, I should say. Hmm. You gotta work. Yes. Come on in, use. Shunk. He slides a tremendous bolt back and lets you inside. And as soon as you are inside, you are going to smell the sweet scent of jasmine flooding the air. Exotic perfumes, a tinge of blood and a tinge of molten wax floods the air. And suddenly, you are very, very much home. In the distance, you can hear the sound of moaning, crying, shouting, whipping, beating. Pleasure. This cat house has a number of specialties and special clients. And you can see that by the front door, early Joseph has a double-barrel shotgun resting on his knees. You head inside? Mm-hmm. Okay. Your place of work is up on the third floor. Now, these floors are immense. This was once an, a factory. They're slightly shorter on the additional floors, but the main floor is a good 30 foot up, which means that by the time you're on the third, heading up the old... Well, do you take the stairs, or do you take the... Um, do you take the, uh, the lift, which is manned by a pair... Uh, a pair of... Um, uh, a freedman who have come up here and have taken to working here doing some odd jobs. Should probably take the lift, yeah. Okay. Morning, ma'am. One of them says, looking you not too closely. Mm. Not looking you directly in the face, at least, because that's kind of rude. Um, but I hope you're doing well today. Quite. Yourselves? <laughs> pretty good, pretty good. Uh, heading in? Mm-hmm. Up, up to three? Yes. Alright. And they begin working the pulleys and levers that will get you up there. I have to ask, as you head into a side room and begin uh, putting your things away and getting dressed in this little back room that's more of a green room than anything else? Large cushions, mirrors. It's like a showgirl's display area little cubbies Mm. sectional dividers you can hear the sound of delight echoing around this area what what is the outfit that she puts on look like I think it's 
not terribly different from her regular clothing, but I think instead of a skirt, she probably has riding pants, like the mm -hmm. skirt reminiscent, but not. Okay. Hmm. You can hear sounds all abound. People are having a, a right good time around here. Putting on your riding pants, putting your things away, gathering yourself up. And uh, what's your tool of choice? Is it a whip, a riding crop? Probably, yeah. Well, your crop's exactly where you left it. This mm -hmm. wonderful little tool that elicits pain and pleasure in equal measure. Mm -hmm. And with that, you realize that you don't immediately have a client. They usually let you know. Hmm. Although, in theory, you should be dealing with uh, a member of the city council tonight. That should be interesting, seeing what... They always talk a lot. They always give up secrets really easily to make you stop or keep going or something. In the meanwhile, there are several girls that you're friends with on the floor, and when they're not busy, you talk and make friends. Uh, there's one nearby named uh, Virginia Fidget. Virginia Fidget. Mm -hmm. Okay. Now, uh, Virginia, or Virgo as you tend to call her, uh, is an attractive woman with a slightly pockmarked face from a bad case of the pox at an early age that she keeps mostly powdered over. She has curly blonde hair and um, speaks in a rather high-pitched tone. She's quite tiny at about five foot one and uh, quite voluptuous in spite of that. Uh, God has blessed her with a very, very pinched waist and very uh, large, pale assets that um, that uh, when she's wearing a bustier or corset, uh, you can see the veins through the top of the skin on her breasts. She's that pale. You've heard a customer once refer to it as, I like him like I like a good cheese. Veiny. Yes, I ripped off Neil Gaiman. Sue me. Don't sue me, Neil Gaiman. Um, mm -hmm. uh, but it doesn't look like Virginia has anything on the docket right now, too. There's, uh, there's usually cards left in this room so that whoever is manning the floor can know which girls are available. Hmm. Now... She doesn't have the same specialty as you. Pleasure, pain. She mostly focuses on pleasure. Doing the um, the little sister routine or, well, other family members, depending on uh, what is requested. She's a fantasy fulfiller. Hmm. And uh, she's in the room or across the hall. We'll go say hi. Okay. As you, uh, do you knock? Do you just walk in? Mm, I think it's polite to knock. You never know when someone's getting ready for okay. anything. Yeah. Um, as you knock on the door, um, it is going to swing open. The The one thing about this place is that the door hinges and door handles, this, this building has been retrofitted for crap. And as soon as you knock on it, it's actually going to slide open of its own volition. And as you, uh, as it's open, do you just t take a step inside since it's obviously not locked? I think she does the thing where she um, pushes the door open fully 
if it's mm. not fully open yet. And we'll kind of lean in the doorway, like on the door frame. Sounds good. Uh, as you lean into this room, uh, you are going to see that uh, her room has a large four-poster bed on it. And uh, looking around, there... Well, she's not alone. In fact... <laughs> uh, one moment. Uh, you are going to open the door and you're going to see a four-poster bed covered in cushions. Um, she is half laying on it, her head bobbing vigorously like she's agreeing with something very important. And hurled back on the bed, uh, you are going to see a familiar face suddenly jerk up and go, Oh, hi! Good to see you here! Says your friend Teddy Dashwood. Teddy! I, uh, oh, hold on. Hold on a sec. Hold, hold on a tick. Hold... Or don't, or keep going. Keep going is, f there was, um, there's, oh, I was supposed to tell you about something. Oh, um, hold on, hold on. You, it, should I come back later? No, you can stay. It's, it's fine. It's, it's coming to me. It's, it's coming to me. Uh, and, uh. Virgo, can you, can you give it a sec? Mm. Sorry, what? What was that, Teddy? Uh, there was something I was here to tell you about, but then I got, I ran into Virginia and we had the most wonderful conversation. Um, oh, she's quite a li- No, I think I'm the linguist, but I, I just, I wanted to say that, uh, whoa, what? Oh yeah, mm -hmm. there's a raid coming. And as he says that, you'll hear an explosion as the front door downstairs is kicked in by law enforcement. Tracked by that. I'm sorry. I was being stipped. I, it was a distracting. Th I mean, it was. I could have finished by now. Put your fucking pants on and let's go. <laughs> All right. Uh, he begins hiking his pants up. Uh, you'll be probably fine. Um, you you were wonderful. It was great. It was um yeah just uh did I no charge for you, Teddy. <laughs> she says. Um, uh, he starts jumping around trying to pull his pants up. Now, uh, to describe him, Teddy uh, is a uh, a handsome, uh, somewhat on the on the thinner side of athletic, kind of like a more of a swimmer's body. Um, he kind of looks like a cross between um, 10 Things I Hate About You, Heath Ledger. And uh, uh, that's about it, actually. That's what I'm going with. He kind of looks like he looks like ten things I hate about you, Heath Ledger. Same blonde curly locks falling around his shoulders. Uh, quite an attractive man. It's too bad he has the morals of. I can't think of an animal I want to insult that badly, so we're going to move on. Um, uh, he begins pulling his pants around him, and downstairs you're going to hear the sound of doors being kicked in. Is there a policy or a procedure for this, like, this kind of situation that yeah, I would know about? Absolutely. There's a back door All that right. you can go down, and if not that, there is the fire escape across the way. Hmm. Gonna quickly try and assess whether or not, think, not I think that the back exit, back entrance has been compromised already. I would not. like you to make me a perception plus alertness roll. Ooh. I have and, a bit of those. And here we go. One moment while I dice this. Okay. Difficulty uh, of seven because you're listening through walls. Perception and alertness, you said? Yes. I have one nine and that is 
it. Okay, you're going to hear the sound of glass breaking over on the fire escape, which signals that someone is busting in through that side. Well, it's easy. Okay. We just head out the side, right? Like, it'll be fine. That, not that way. What do you mean, not that way? That's the way that, that's the way we go, right? And that's the one that I just heard breaking? Near the police in. department! Put your hands up! You're gonna hear. Ah, oh, fuck. Um, and we'll go out the other way that seems less awful. All right, so the back door... Um, yeah. The back door on this floor is going to lead you back and forth. And I just realized I have to check something. One sec. Uh, do, 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 do. Oh, yep, 1845. Cool. I was like, wait, does the NYPD exist at this point? I realize this is the one thing I didn't Google. Okay. Uh, stepping out into the hallway, you are going to see the back entrance that you normally would be heading out of in these type of raid situations. Someone must have tipped them off because the door opens and you're going to see two uniformed bobbies, obviously Irishmen, because, hey, it's the you know 90s, um, step out with cudgels in their hands. And behind them, you are going to see, just get the barest look at a plainclothes detective. He's tall with a broad mustache that's streaked with gray, as well as gray around the edges here. His hair is cut really tight in a flat top, and he looks around the room. His, uh, his hat has been pulled off his head and is tucked under his arm, and uh, you see that he has a pistol in his hand. Check that side, check that side. And then he looks at you. Hey, you, girly! Me? Are you Are you talking to me? Anyone in there? I'm not in here, Teddy no. says a little too loudly. No, there's no one there. I didn't see anybody. I'm sure that you can uh, help the investigation downtown. Grab her, bring her. Uh, I have not. The no, mayor wants no more that. whores in the city. Well, shit. Um, and may I, can I do something? Yes, you may. Yes, you may. So you are at the door here. They're about 30 feet down the hall past you. A Teddy is on the other yeah. side of the door, kind of like doing the hide behind the door routine. Oh, yeah. Because he's That's thinks it's really going to work. Uh, I would like you to make me a, uh, make me a, ooh, a initiative roll, please. Sure. Okay, that's no. Teddy. Oh, damn it, Teddy. What is my initiative? One second. Hold up. What do I do for this? It's been a minute. You roll a d10 and you add your dexterity and wits. All right. So. It's going to be a 12. Perfect. You are going to go first. Nice. All right. So can you tell me what is happening here? Ooh. Um, she wants them to move on and leave her alone. Um. Okay, that sounds fantastic. Uh, so that would be a simple mind effect if you wanted to do that. Yeah. So uh, empathic projection is um, mind two. Ooh, I do not have. I have mind one. But have I have mind. time. I'm wondering if I can... You could Ooh. rewind time. Time it... two? Can I give us a couple more seconds so we can go the other way? Uh, I'll, I'll... Time two? I'll give it, let it give you a bit of a boost, yeah. Okay. So... Um, what I'd like you to do is this is going to be um, this is just basically like you being able to cut corners a bit faster and and yeah. just taking seizing the moment a bit more. So what I will do is we'll say that this is going to be a difficulty of five. OK, uh, it's difficulty six because you're fast casting because you're kind of you're kind of under pressure. Yeah. Uh, but what is your focus for this? Like, what is your do you have a specialty Jeez. instrument? I do not have a specialty instrument for 
time, okay. but I believe she will utter a short prayer. Okay. I don't know. Oh, um, by the way, sorry. Amy, uh, don't forget you Ooh. get a specialized instrument for two of your spheres because oh, of dual true. tradition. So if oh, prayer is one right. of them for time, then. That could be, yeah. Sure. Yeah. All allowed. I mean, I what, is, is mind your ecstatic sphere? No, it's. Um, Time is actually so it's okay. I have prime and time. So you should have uh, you should have one for time for being an ecstatic. Okay. Because you're both traditions. So yeah. what do you, what do you think that would be? Would that be strong emotion, was, prayer, athletics? I think probably prayer for, for no still? no sorry not ecstatic no that would be for for prime sorry. Um, um, would it be any type of physical sensation or pleasure? Because that seems linked with some of your time magic before. Possibly. Um, pleasure and pain. Yeah, although as part of me is thinking she might have like hmm. um a a tiny hourglass. Sure, something you focus on. Yeah. Or a pocket watch. Yeah, but pocket watches are kinda Okay, they're a little passe. Alright, so they're a little cliche. <laughs> Alright, so uh with with that, what I want you to do is we'll say that you okay. if you if that is your specialized focus, mm -hmm. uh then uh we'll we'll confirm that after game because it is still game one. Okay. Uh go ahead and make me a roll at difficulty four. This is your arate. You can spend willpower if you would like. Every success uh is going to go into duration or potency. I would say you want two successes into duration. Okay, so I roll my arate, which is I have three. Um then if I spend mm -hmm. a willpower that automatically gives me a success. A success, yeah. And then you said my difficulty is four. six? Four. It's oh, four, four now. Okay. Uh, four. Okay, sure. Pardon me. So uh, no, it's five now. It's five. What am I saying? Five. Okay. I'm going to roll these three dice and see what happens. Sounds great. Do ones um, do anything? Yes, they subtract successes. Okay. I got an eight and two sevens. Okay, that means you have four successes. Uh, was this meant to hit Teddy as well or just you? It was meant to hit Teddy as well. Okay, so we'll say that one success go is for him. To so this is going to give you um, one additional dice on all actions to escape the scene. Okay, that works. That works. Okay. All right. So uh, having that happen, you are going to uh, call upon your magic, feeling it a wash over you, and honestly, the only place that you can really probably go is back into this room. You hear them coming up the stairwells. You hear them coming up the lifts. Is he, is Teddy behind the door of the room that I'm about to go back into? Yes. Okay. Then I will go back in. Door slam. Well, not slam. Closed. And as you rush back in, you are going to see both of the men kind of go, Is she actually doing that, boss? And, uh... The plainclothes officer is going to narrow his eyes at you as you twist your hourglass. And you are going to hear the hammer pull back on the gun. Fuck. I've got this one, boys. And he's going to rush forward and uh, try to kick the door in. Uh, now, this door is tricky. It doesn't lock when it's supposed to, but it does lock when it's not supposed to. Mm -hmm. uh, so we're going to see if he can do this. This is going to be a strength and stamina roll to try to kick open the door. She's going to... She's also like to hit something like Teddy and be like, do something! What? I am doing something. I'm hiding! Oh, shit. Hey, over here! Okay. Uh, the door is going to rock on its hinges and starts to splinter with that first kick. Open up in the name of the law! Rather not! 
Teddy yells through the door. Um, uh, do you trust me? He says, trying to fumble with the buttons on his pants. <clears throat> Unfortunately. Okay. Um, he looks, there's a brief moment of pause. He looks up at you. He looks down. Uh, grab on. To what? I, he kind of makes the gesture of. <laughs> okay. And she'll clue in and play along. Okay. Uh, it's, it's a handhold at the moment. Uh, and, uh, <clears throat> little looter, little looser, he says. Okay. And is going to wrap his arms around you and, uh, it's been nice meeting you again. And uh, with that, he's going to jump out the window with you. Uh, he's going to jump out the window with you. And uh, I'm going to cast. Let me see how this casts right now. Um, so uh, as we're falling, would you like to do. So we're falling. Let's see. It's about 80 feet in the air at this point. So that means that we've got one chance to do this correctly. Uh, would you like to help me with a conjunctional effect since we're both uh, members of the ecstatics? Yeah, sure. Okay, uh, you have enough time to help with this. You have no correspondence, right? No. no. Okay. I have prime, mind, and time. Okay, so, uh, well, that's not going to be able to help. So, in that case, uh, he's going to spend a willpower, and his specialty focus is, in fact, his, um, cool. Uh, so, uh, I'm going to spend a point of quintessence, and I'm going to hope for the... That dice is gone forever. It's under the couch. Um, holy crap. He got six successes. <clears throat> okay. Uh, that is also going to be two points of paradox for him right away. Um, and, oh, yeah, okay. Uh, so uh, he grabs you. You tumble out the window. And as you do, uh, you are going to fall down the side of the building. Um, probably screaming as you go. Oh, yeah. <laughs> And you are going to hit one of the awnings on the main floor perfectly in so that it does not break and bounces for a second. You're going to see what did I say? And then it's going to rip and drop you both onto the floor hard on your asses. Why did you talk? And she's going to smack him with her fan. Oh, hey, who are you? I know you. You'll hear Grab from hand, upstairs. Run. Oh. You didn't see anything! He shouts over his head and runs away. Down, away from your place of work. We gotta get out of here. I think he saw my face. Teddy's gonna say he was your enemy. Oh, he saw your face! He saw my face! My face has money attached to it! Your face is just any beautiful face! My face face has less consequences! My face has a more specific beautiful face attached to it! I can't believe you. Just. Well, I, I look, you were late getting to work and I would have told you. I but was not late getting to work. You were a little late. Because I. I never come early. <laughs> okay, 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 fine, 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 fine. But. I recognize that guy. <laughs> the plain clothes? Yeah. Yeah, I recognize him. His name's, um, Hal Donahue. Hal Donahue. Does that ring any bells for me? 
You can, yeah, why don't you go ahead and make me um, a intelligence and politics roll. I do not have politics. Okay, well, what do you have? If he's related to vice, anything to do with yes. like, Yo, you, then you I took... have that. Okay. I took vice. That sounds good. I have yeah, theology ahead. and vice is right in ones. Okay. So sounds what fantastic. was it? Intelligence and? Intelligence and vice. All right. Or wits and vice if you prefer. Actually, I'll allow that. They're the exact same for me. Um, what's the difficulty? Uh, the difficulty on this is going to be seven. Okay, I got one success. I got a nine. One success. You have heard the name, actually. Uh, he is, um, he has recently been appointed to a vice task force that is meant to crack down on a couple of things. One is prostitution throughout the five boroughs. Mm -hmm. Uh, one is, um, uh, Chinese opium dens. Mm -hmm. Uh, not so much the, the whole... Chinese part of it so much as basically making sure they're not luring fine upstanding sit I'm making a lot of finger quotes by yeah. the way on this but basically this is it's the racism of the era uh, and also uh, basically busting minorities for drug possession ah. is his big so he's anti-drug anti-sex um, and yeah um, but he's kind of a hard ass and looks like J. Jonah Jameson ah um Okay. No, I... He's... Yeah, yeah. No, that that one, right? Donahue. Yeah, I... Uh, the one who's been making waves recently. I heard through the grapevine something else about him. What? He belongs to a group called the Skeleton Keys. He's with, you know, the, the Order of Reason. Oh, fuck. Yeah! You think? Or rather, he doesn't. Fuck. Maybe that's I probably he does. Probably he he makes a sandwich out of a Bible. Or oh god, sorry, I forgot. Oh god, I did the thing. Okay. Stop. 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 We need to get out of New York. We need to get out of New York. We need to get out of New York. I have a boat. When did you get a boat? I've always had a boat. I'm only hearing about it now. I have a lot of things I don't talk about. <sighs> I have a horse, friends. too. I knew about the horse. Do you know about the other horse? I knew about the other horse. Well, I can't speak anything past you. the other, other horse. Um, we don't talk about... Mm. Anyway, look. <sighs> I've got a boat. All we need is somebody to get us... Uh, we need to find a captain. Just need to find I, a captain. Yeah. I know I know just the person. I got a call earlier. Someone's been snooping up and down, looking for a way to get across the Atlantic. Somebody else who wants to get out of New York. Okay. This is someone who will not just screw us over as soon as we... Oh, come on. You can always trust their kind. Sailors? Wand yeah. wavers. Oh. Yeah. And with that, we transition across the city. Several hours later. Inside of this office, it smells like cigar smoke. The man across the counter from you is leering over at you. He's squat. Fairly portly. A big bushy beard 
slight reddish hue to his hair and, uh, well, at least what hair has managed to cling to the sides of his head and the slight little streaks of it across the sweaty crown. So, let me get this right. Your mentor, well, your ally, Clifford, says to you from across the table, you got that shiner from a sailor named Junior. And then he went out and bought you drinks after you knocked him out? Yeah. Anyone ever tell you you live an exciting life? I try. Do I have to tell you why you can't just go around beating up sailors and my docks? You know that they're all my docks, right? Like, technically, they are my domain. As the only tharsis of some power around here. Yes, I know. You look like a goddamn panda bear. If they don't want to be beaten up, they shouldn't call me names. Didn't your parents ever tell you sticks and stones can break your bones? No, my parents taught me Latin. Okay, yeah, they taught you the words that can hurt you. Okay, fair enough, fair enough, fair enough. Okay. All right. So... You want to get out of the city? You've been... Yeah. You've been complaining about it for months now. Yeah, I, I'm trapped here. There's... No one will take me on a boat and let me prove that I can actually be of help to them. It's almost like women are a curse. <sighs> Makes me wonder why I ever came down here. Mm-hmm. Now... There's something that you always say, and I can't remember how it goes. I think it's... I think it's, uh... Master, uh... Master Hackenberg? Is it Hackenberg or Hakenberg? Remind me. Jen, is it Hacken or Haken? Uh, Haken. Hackenberg? Master Hackenberg. You are so wise and powerful. I am fortunate to be in your service. Because you really are not only a man among men, but an incarnation of Zeus himself. At least I think that's what you'll... Yeah, is that what you say? That is something I always say. It is something you always say. You're so flattering. You're going to say it. Yep, you're going to say it. I got you a commission. You did? I got you a commission. Where? Where? Where to? Well, Some, I, don't, I don't care. I don't. When do we leave? You're going to be leaving tomorrow morning. Some rich idiot. <sighs> this, a pair of, uh, pair of ecstatics. You know, the, the, the opium oh. heads. 
They need somebody who knows how to sail and knows a little bit of magic and is on the inside to help them get uh, their, uh, they're setting sail. They're going, uh, they're taking this big boat and they're spending a couple months uh, heading across over to France. Okay, yeah. They're gonna pay yeah, you? let's do it. What? They're gonna pay, they're gonna pay you. And, uh, in in money? In in actual, in actual dollars. Cool Wait, bonus. Very very good bonus. That is some weird language that you're using, though. Is that why they talk on Horizon? I haven't been up there in a few years. Yeah, sometimes, sometimes it slips out. I forget. I told them that I don't trust anybody else, like I trust you. Which is true. I trust everyone with their own individual merits and in their own categories because everybody that I know is definitely a doozy. But you... I'm sorry to say I might actually miss you a little around here. Please don't blow up the boat. I can't get you another one if you blow this one up. I'll try not to blow up the boat. Thank you. Please don't blow up the boat, kid. (laughs) Sometimes things happen. Sometimes things, yeah, sometimes things happen. Look, I told your parents that I'd watch out for you when you came down here. Mm-hmm. Uncle Cliff's got you. Thank you. Thank you, Uncle Cliff. Thank you, Uncle Cliff. Thank you, because <laughs> I figure if you're not going to do the master, oh, wise and powerful... You might as well. Thank you, a wise and powerful Master Cliff. (laughs) I will accept all of these things that you put before me. I gotta go pack. You gotta go pack. Uh, It's gonna be down at the docks, the same ones that you had that you got the shiner at. You're looking for this pretty boy, blonde hair, twenties, some girl with him, uh, kind of a look or two, uh, brown hair. Um, I don't know if they're bringing anybody else with them. It's not a huge boat, but it's seaworthy. And with you, you could probably get them across the ocean even faster. Seaworthy's all I need. Seaworthy's all you need. Good luck. And he'll offer a hand out to you. She'll shake it. Enthusiastically. he (laughs) He will shake your hand firmly and with due respect to your station. You're a good mages. Thank you. Go pack your shit. She'll run off. Go pack. (sighs) She's gonna blow up the boat. He says and lights us another cigar. And with that, you go and prepare your things. Gather up your belongings, settle things. Uh, When you get home, there's a love letter pinned to your door from the guy who... uh, well, from the guy, Junior. A lot of things are misspelled. <laughs> hey, maybe uh, we could go out sometime and I could show you my dinghy. It's not much, but we could go for a ride. I heard you like boats. You think he actually means uh, like his boat, actually? It, yeah. You're pretty sure he wouldn't use that euphemism. But for a minute, you're not sure, and that's... 
<sighs> I I will take the note and take it inside, um, but not write an answer and just leave it. <laughs> Sounds good. And with Too that, excited. you collect your things, and as you do, you're kept awake by the baying of dogs and the excitement and those words echoing in your head. We leave at dawn. Meanwhile, across the ocean, things go slightly differently for one of you. Uh, my dog's being an idiot. One second, I'm going to turn, shut the windows. I'm back, and my dog is an still an idiot. Who's surprised? Across the ocean, you find that, well, what James had said to you, Avalon, is not entirely true. The night is rather boring. I would like you to make me a wits or charisma plus etiquette roll at a difficulty of eight out of frustration. Okay. Um, it doesn't matter wits or charisma. They're both the same. All right. They're both the same to me. It's basically thinking fast on your feet or just smiling and bearing it. I would say this is composure, but it doesn't exist in this system. Okay, and it was difficulty eight, you said? Difficulty of eight, because it is going to be hard to hold, to bite your tongue. Three. Three. And yet you will. You meet a number of doctors, one named Cithero, Cicero Bassoon. These will be irrelevant. You might meet them in the future, but that's that's it. Uh, Cicero Bethune, uh, Roland Kyler... Uh, a man named Pedro Maiden. Another man named Ella Bunin. Doctors. And you find that, aside from a few female assistants, you're the only woman there. And there are more than a few jokes at your expense. Lots of, does she keep the lab clean? <laughs> Must be quite interesting to have a... A beautiful woman working next to you. How do you not blow up yourself, James? Uh, Dr. Morgan. I do my best. Try not to. I look forward to hearing your uh, your findings tonight. I hear you are presenting in a minute. Um, it's nothing, really. He shoots you a bit of a look. Now, this lecture hall is full of about 20 members of the Order of Reason, as well as some of their valets. Some assistants who are there eager to see the true nature of science. Electrodyne engineers, artificers, all manner of creators here. And um, as you were standing in the wings of the stage, it's just a quick demonstration, nothing much. 
perhaps go wait with the other assistants and have fun? Look, um... I, um... Uh, I just... I w And you'll hear as he tries to speak, someone say, <clears throat> Dr. Morgan, come, it's your time. And he will pale in front of you for a moment. Good luck, darling. Thank you. <laughs> Gentlemen, he says, turning. Forgive my, um, forgive my delay. I am here tonight to give you a simple lesson in chemistry. What would you say if I showed you something better than any adhesive? Something better than any welding or soldering? An instant bond between two like-propertied materials. When you think of such a process, remember, once I show you this, you should call it Morganizing. And you watch as he delivers your breakthrough to the assembled masses, showing the two like Substances, iron to iron, copper to copper, wood to wood, can be intimately bound at the molecular level using certain solvents, a permanent gluing capable of plugging holes in hot air balloons in a moment's notice, welding together doors, potentially, if expanded out to biological organisms, potentially even sealing wounds, although that's a bit out of your specialty. He presents it, and fairly well. As your... His charisma's there. But it's kind of vapid beneath the surface. He... understands the principles enough to explain them. But this is still a work in progress. It's still working the kinks out. As you're backstage watching this, feeling yourself become more and more heated, you'll hear laughter behind you and the sensitive nature of your emotions right now immediately turns that into ridicule in your mind. They're laughing at you, obviously. And as your ears perk over to them, You'll hear that thick accent again. <laughs> ether. They are. They want to use ether to change the world. It won't be a problem for long, my friend. Why do you say that? Haven't you read? The timeline is being updated. Soon the Electrodyne engineers will have no use for ether. It will be banned. We have no need for extraneous substances. It will go the same way as phlogiston. 
another curiosity for textbooks. The man that he's speaking to will gesture toward you. And the two doctors will turn, notice you standing a mere 15 feet away from their conversation. Uh, sorry, it's not a conversation for little girls. Excuse me, sir, but I'm trying to listen to a presentation. Of course. Of course. <laughs> what would she do anyway? She's just a girl. She's not maybe she'll tell her husband. He's the real scientist. If she looks away from them, she'll roll her eyes. You hear every bit of applause that James gets for your work. The ride back and the carriage is silent. Do you say a word to him? No, I'll let him stew. And Stu he does, until later that night, upstairs, you're undressing. He's undoing his tie. And then he makes the mistake. At, I understand that you're mad. But at the end of the day, the Morgan name comes first. Your successes are my successes. You have to understand, you... This is a win. And it, is it not accurate? Evelyn, you are Miss... James. You're Miss James Morgan. And yes, you have as much right to the doctor title as I do, but... Oh, come on, you know they wouldn't have accepted that. They wouldn't... Those old men... Yeah, maybe if we were in Canada. What's important is that that is out there. They're going to take the experiments that we did... And they are going to use it. And it's going to bear our name. Well, talk to me! You could have asked. It wasn't finished. It's finished enough. And I needed something. My experiments were going nowhere. I needed something to present. I didn't have... I was blitzed with this less than three days ago. Three days in which you could have asked. Three days in which I tried to do anything but do this. Evelyn. Evie. I don't want to fight with you. This is a win for us. It's a win for you. 
It's a win for me. And it's a win for you. My victories belong to you, my love. And yours to mine. If you just... wouldn't be so myopic. Think of the big picture. listen to you anyway. You're not Dr. Morgan. Maybe someday. And I am sorry for that. Dr. Morgan. I'm going to go read. And he departs the room. She's going to pick up whatever little China thing. Probably his mother gifted it. She hates that stuff. Mm -hmm. And it's going to fling. It shatters the across the far wall. It's very satisfying. And you have a long and restless night. When you wake up, it's apparent that James hasn't gone to bed. Or he slept in his lab. Your maid catches you as she brings up the morning tea. Hello, miss. You've got another one of those puzzles. Oh, um... Thank you. I've brought you biscuits. Thank you. Good You're thing. right. Um, good not, morning. How... Not to intrude. Um, Mr. Slept downstairs last night. Is everything all right? You having maritals? Um, not my place to say. I, I'm sorry. I just... I know that you Canadians like to... Speak a bit more about such things. Refreshing, actually. I believe he was excited from the symposium last night and simply oh. had much research. Oh, you broke a cup. Um, let me clean this up for you. Oh, and thank you. She will give it, you your uh, breakfast and cookies. Got caught by a sleeve. <sighs> Darn things. And she will clean Far up. Too big. Uh, yeah, you'll have an envelope with your cipher on it again. Now with this one, as you look at it, do you open it up first of all and take a look at it? Yes. Okay. You do not even have to roll this time. As you look down at the pattern there, it's the most intricate pattern you have ever seen from this person. But as you look at it, the letters are going to begin to shift and move in your mind. Just a woman. Let's see him try to do this kind of... <clears throat> and you'll see that this letter says the following. Dear Dr. Evelyn Morgan, 
it has come to my attention that your invention, at the Order of Reason Symposium, went over with flying colors. Unfortunately, those colors were dyed on a false sheep. I seek an assistant. I do not need anything less than a doctor, so I have turned to you. I feel that we would get along. However, I believe that this would be a drastic life change. I suggest and offer that we take our science elsewhere, where our theories are aether and our futures can be disordered. Should you be willing to do so, please meet me at the stroke of ten outside of the symposium by the old steam clock. To prove that you mean this, bring me something from the symposium. A design, an item, someone else's work. The world needs more free thinkers, Doctor. I hope that we are as alike as I imagine. Sincerely yours, Dr. Vivian Freeman. Look at it a bit, fold it up, tap against her desktop. She's very torn. And you're still torn. Later that night, as the two of you attend the second day of the symposium together, and of course James goes. And of course he hears over and over. Quaint. Very effective though, Dr. Morgan. Morganite. Morganism? How would you like to have this called? We can start having it rolled out. It'll be the next vulcanization. Your name is going to be everywhere. It was actually my... Your what? It was my... Surprise that it worked. We'd run many tests. Um, we? Uh, yes, my, my wife and, and I. Oh, yes, well, what else was your assistant for? <laughs> Running tests. No wonder they didn't work. <laughs> I... Oh, what do you expect? She's just an assistant. She's just a woman. Well, I suppose so. Um, 
but she is a good for something probably distracting you from the real work eventually it's too much to hear watching him wheedle around more powerful men with more powerful personalities so many times he has an opportunity to defend you to come clean or to share the credit equally or at the very least not let me be insulted and you find yourself dwelling near the stage as nine o'clock ticks to nine thirty the other assistants sitting nearby some of them looking pretty most of them looking gray and sad You look at one who traveled here with the man with the Hungarian accent, Dr. Corvo. The one who's really been a dick? Yes, Dr. Corvo is a huge dick. I'm going to make a note that he is big dick hungry. She was once a beautiful girl, you think, some 30 years ago. Now, Dr. Corvo is broad, bear-like, with a huge sweeping mustache that runs along his mutton chops, a shaved chin. She is obviously either his wife or his mistress. Or perhaps he's filled the role of mistress elsewhere since. Or she sits in the corner, watching him. Exhaustion leaks out of every pore. Her hair is turning gray at the roots. And whenever you see them near each other, when he deigns to give her attention, he speaks over her. And her voice is so soft. But you have the sense that she is so clever in her quiet. only to be bellowed over by that whale. And in that moment, you see your future reflected at you. For every moment that James spends with these sharks, you see them tear bits and pieces away of the humble, good-natured man who captivated you. What do you do? The men are all gathered around, talking about excusing themselves to a gentleman's club for the evening to go smoke cigars and drink brandy. Did that doctor present anything? Uh, yes. Uh, actually, uh, he has not. He is the capstone of this. His materials are backstage, however, and no one is presently there. Now, Dr. Um, 
So I'm thinking since we were going to be at the symposium that probably I would have had some form of bag with me to carry whatever James needed. Mm-hmm. Um, and I would have stashed a few of my valuables in there. Sounds good. As well, just in case I decided to take a chance. Backstage, you'll find the spot labeled Dr. Corvo. And you'll find that there are two things there being presented. One is a roll of blueprints that can be easily crumpled and stowed away. The other is a small lockbox, not much larger than a jewelry box, made of solid steel with brass fittings. You could fit both of them into your back. Which seems like more... The lockbox seems more valuable. You could look at the blueprints. Maybe a quick glance to try and determine. I want you to make me an intelligence plus science roll. Uh, Difficulty of, I'll say six actually, because of who you are. Five successes looking at this, you will recognize designs for something that you read about in history texts when you joined the Order of Reason. The Metal Men of Adam. The Hyper Intelligence Technology Units. They've had many names over the years. Technologies designed to be hyper intelligent. And you look at them. The last one you saw was shaped like a metal man. A full robot, which in today we would think of like the robots from Metropolis or from um, the early Iron Man armors. But as you see here, you will see schematics for a robotic endoskeleton. Do you read German or Hungarian? Um, it was the linguistics is a merit now. I did take the language merit. I didn't pick right. at the time. I forgot to. You are welcome to take German. It's not a bad one for science. Sure. Okay. Uh, it will describe itself uh, as um, the hyperintelligence technologies Mark three point five. A robotic endoskeleton meant to be implanted inside of, well, a sheath of flesh. There's a notation Um, on the side. This is meant to be presented to Queen Victoria soon. And as you touch the box, you will feel a tingle of magic, of potential energy, I should say coming from it. Okay. Can I identify anything? 
Is it any like? Does it seem like a alarm or tracking? Or? Mm, yeah, do you do you have correspondence? Uh, no. <laughs> okay, so not. you wouldn't be able to tell there. Uh, but you can make me. Uh, you can use matter. Uh, okay. And what I'd like you to do is roll me your your arete. Uh, this is going to be a difficulty of four. Uh, just doing a matter scan, basically, to see what this is okay, made. Okay, so of. I just rolled the arete. Yes. So difficulty four. Um, uh, three. Three successes. Yeah. This box has a number of inner workings, and even with three successes, you are not able to penetrate it completely. But you will know exactly what it is. Underneath the burnished steel, there is a layer of a material that repels you like X-rays from lead. You feel it immediately, infused with primal force. The shell is steel. The core of this device is lined with a material you've heard of known as premium. An incredibly expensive and hard to create material that is naturally magic resistant. Which means that there is a good chance that whatever is inside of here is not able to be tracked because it repels magic. Interesting. This um, is incredibly valuable. In fact, both of these are incredibly valuable. She, I kind of have the feeling um, that she would pick one because to pick two would be greedy and increase her chances. Okay. Um, so I think I'll take the box. Okay. Odds are that he probably has other other copies of those blueprints anyway. That's true. And you've read them enough that you understand the knowledge. You got five successes? Or four successes? Uh, Something like that? You got another the blueprints, I think I got six. Okay, then you get you've memorized them. Or five. Other oh, you, you could recreate them roughly. Okay. I'll just make do with that then. Okay. The box is, like I said, about the size of a large music box or jewelry box and will be able to fit into your luggage tightly. Do you head out? I will do that uh, kind of trying to make sure I'm not being watched and to do the whole uh, arcane background to not be remembered very well. Okay. How do I? Your arcane is going to start flaring up. And as you head out the back door, you'll do a final look and see your husband laughing with these men. But what you don't see as you walk out the door and out of his life is the worried look as he turns and looks for you. He looks just in time to see a door shut that could be you or could be anyone without realizing the weight of what has occurred. As you head out into the street, you make your way to the old steam clock, now actually long forgotten on the edge of the street. Beneath it, you see the shape of two women standing. One of them takes a step forward. You see tight silver-streaked red hair pulled into a bun above her head. I have a good grip on my umbrella. Top of the evening. Evening. Morgan. 
Yes. The egg warrior who's asking. A friend. I was told that you'd be here. My name's Leah Little Finn. Lena Finn. Is it Lena Finn? I can never. It's. I think so. Yeah, I think it's it's Lena Finn. It, I'm sorry. I took. I chose a really. You chose a really hard last name. name. That's fine. That's fine. Okay. My Lena Finn. Pleased to meet you. And my apprentice, Darcy. Gesturing over her shoulder. A young girl of Charmed. about your age is there. Evening. Where you followed? I don't believe so. And can I get a perception plus alertness roll from all of you? <sighs> oh boy. What's the difficulty? A difficulty on this is going to be six. Two successes. Hold on. How many did you get? Uh, Five. Okay. Two considering I didn't have any alertness. That's pretty good. (laughs) Okay. You're sure you weren't followed. But as you glance over your shoulder, you'll see two men, one tall and one short, wearing black suits and hats, round the corner. They're a good 50 feet away from you at this point, but they turn and lock eyes on you, and then glance down at your bag, and then back at you, and reach. I believe I might have been wrong. Oh, bulls. And then you are going to hear the sound of a whip crack in the distance. And a carriage rolls up in front of you, screeching to a halt, blocking your view. The coachman looks down at you, a tall, broadly built black man. You might want to get in. <laughs> She'll just dart in then. Yon Dorsey will like, not going to question this time. But took you long enough. Mai says as she dives inside and uh, the man at the coach will whip the horses and you will feel jerked as the carriage begins running. You'll hear the two men shout They're over here! Get them! And you'll hear horses beginning to be reared and brought around. As the carriage kicks into gear a slide will open up in the front. The man behind the reins will lean down. You'll see his skin almost vanish against the darkness of the night. You're used to being driven around in this day and age by people like this, but the next words out of his mouth probably surprise you a bit. You... Dr. Morgan! Vivian Freeman! Dr. Vivian Freeman! It's a pleasure. Charmed. Uh, as we say in the South, hold on to your butt, and you'll hear the horses get whipped again as they tear off with the sound of horses in rapid pursuit. She's going to be ready to open her umbrella and push it against whatever wall it sounds like they might try and shoot through. 
Now, the inside of this carriage is quite large, I want to say. It's big enough to accommodate six of you with a nice plush interior, a little threadbare, um, and two, like, large stallions at the front. And as you were going in, you noticed that they had something weird about them. The reins and bits were covered in these strange tubes. And as they kick off, you will look behind you out the back window pane and see three horses in hot pursuit. We cut back across the Atlantic Ocean at this point. Morning has come. And uh, I have to ask, Amy, do you think that you would have invited... Uh, how would you have said goodbye to your friend? Would you just be saying that you have to take care of a family thing? Like, what are you saying to Amelia? Or are you going to try to uh, trick her on? Um, ooh. I might say we have to, um, well, first I'm going to make sure I give the letter to, <laughs> to Daddy that she, that Amelia had given me probably in the evening. And then be like, we need to go, I need to go do something. I need to talk to someone. Okay, we don't have much time. We have to leave in the morning. We have to go. I, I know, I know. I leaving. need to grab some things. I have belongings that I need. I can buy you more belongings. I'm you rich. You replace a holy... Ah. I can replace a okay. lot of things, okay? There's a lot of things that you can replace. What does this even say? Oh. Anyway, so I need to go and speak to a friend and say goodbye. Is it this friend? Yes. I'll speak to her for you. Well, then come along. And so he did. You find yourselves in the solarium. Uh, It is late at night at this point. Well, it's actually dawn. Probably not dawn. I was saying uh, dusk is crashing around the horizon. Red light is filling in through the solarium of the house. And you are having a rather strange monitored tea session between Teddy, Amelia, yourself, and a maid who is spending way too much time bringing food in. Just constant bringing food in. Like, oh, and some... Would you like some more crackers? Uh, no, we've got... We've got plenty oh, of Oh, we've crackers. got cookies too, ma'am. I... No, no, um... God, this is taking way too long. She's just gonna ignore the maid... And turn to Amelia. So, Amelia. What? What can I? What, what's wrong? Something's come up at work. Oh, that. Oh, are you okay? Are you? I'm. I'm fine. Get next to this idiot. Um, I'm fine. <clears throat> <clears throat> we have to leave. New York in the morning. For how long? I I don't know. I Where are you going? uh, Paris. We're going to Paris. Have you ever been? Paris. Uh, No, I no, I've 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 not made it across the Atlantic at, at, at all, um, Mr. Dashwood. You should come. If... Well, I mean, not right want. now, of course. It would be improper, but... 
Uh, Why not? It could be dangerous. And I, I, do you have any, like, how would we, I mean, I do have, I, I have a cousin in Versailles. Okay, well, that's a little different. We could probably spin something there. Hmm? You... You don't really want to stay and get married to some idiot, do you? I mean, all men are idiots. No offense. Oh, none intended. I'm a huge idiot. At least not without seeing some of the world first? I think it would be improper, but... So? I'll see what I can do. We don't have long. I mean, push comes to shove, we can always send for you later. You know, once we're settled. Hmm. But... Hey, more the merrier, right? Especially, who wouldn't love to have someone there with such beautiful handwriting? What? She blushes. The conversation that night does not go well. You hear a lot of absolutely not, no daughter of mine, etc. I don't care what she's doing. If she's abandoning you like that, then maybe she should just go. It gets... It gets covered over fairly easily. The mother is more sympathetic, and once it comes out that you're going there because of a surprise inheritance from a long-lost relative. Well, such things do happen. But still, no daughter of theirs is going to be going off unchaperoned across the world. It's not proper that if they want to try in a few months, they could maybe afford a steamship and send across and do a family trip. I mean, it's already autumn. They could summer. Besides, it's going to be the waves are not particularly kind during the winter anyway, are they not? They know nothing about the ocean, so hey, maybe. Yeah. Um, but... Before long, dawn comes, and she reveals that, in fact, they did say no, well, that maybe in the future. I don't know. You'll be back. Where will be? I'll keep working on them. You're a good friend. Probably best one I ever had, she says, sitting in your room that morning. And I... 
I'm excited for you. I don't... Have you ever been to Paris? No. Well, I then you, d you get to experience it twice, then. I don't want to leave you. I'll go with you to the docks and I'll wave goodbye. And then you just have to promise that when, when I sail in, you head down to wherever the docks are in France and you wave hello. We'll do that. They said that I could at least walk you out. Well, see you off. Do you want to sneak a bag and just hop on the ship when we I'm not going to sneak go? a bag and hop on the ship. I can't. But you can. That's the point. You could just go. One of us has to be a good girl. Does who? Jesus. Jesus says a lot of things. He does, and usually in red. And I've read them. I know. There's also things he doesn't say. And I don't think he said anything about not hopping on a ship with your friends. Uh, maybe he did. I don't know. I haven't read it all yet. But I'm going to miss you. But we'll see each other again. It's okay. We will. <laughs> And she'll, she'll give you a big hug. And before long, the carriage arrives, and the three of you and all of Mr. Teddy Dashwood's belongings are ridden down to the docks. And it's there, next to the pier number, Pier 57. You are going to meet your captain. She's more her than you expected a captain to be. Describe yourself, uh, please, uh, Josephine, how you would look preparing to guide a ship out to sea. <laughs> um, well, uh, definitely, you know, I've got this kind of uh, black hair that's that looks thick it it kind of looks like it might have some blue dye in it but it's done up and just like tightly bound to her head so it doesn't blow around when uh when we're out to sea um and she's wearing uh she's wearing pants hmm. which is probably unusual Scandalous. um right hmm. and yeah she's uh She's got a leather belt with like a a round holster object on it. It's like round, it's capped. Um, you can't really see what's in it, but uh, yeah. And then there's her carpet bag, which is full of random stuff, but uh, that's stowed away. So, and All she's right. she's looking around the boat, trying to um, make sure it's set for sailing. It is. Uh, it looks like it's probably going to be set. You'll have to do a few things to get it up and running, but for the most part, it's been well-maintained by the various servants that the Dashwood family employs. As the carriage rolls up, you will find three people getting out, and yeah, you only heard that two would be going, but a third is more than manageable. This ship is seaworthy and enough that it'll be a little tight, but you could take as many as uh, probably a dozen. You can man it yourself, but 
to get it over there correctly without using too much magic, you'll probably want them all to do some labor. Yeah, absolutely. But uh, as they approach, a, a handsome man with too wide of a smile for you to trust will step out. Hello! Ahoy, Captain! <laughs> Ahoy! Uh, my name is um, Mr. Dashwood. I believe that uh, you are here um, to shepherd us across the great blue yonder. I am. It's a nice ship you got here. It and I'll is. kind of come down so that I can actually like greet them. Well, uh, this is my partner in crime, Chastity Prudence Goodwin. And uh, her and her friend, um, Amelia Sutcliffe. Pleasure as well, Amelia. Sutcliffe? Is it Sutcliffe? He mutters to your ear. (laughs) Well, hopefully we should be able to get underway before long. Yeah, absolutely. Um, Ship's looking uh, all prepped and ready to go. Let's get your luggage on. That's a lot of stuff. Uh, it is a lot of stuff. Uh, do you mind giving me a hand? You look like a strapping young... <laughs> do you mind if I call you strapping? That's fine. Uh, yes, I can give you a hand. Um, you're going to be having to work on the ship anyway, so, you know, we all lend a yeah. hand here. I mean, I, we could hire some additional people, but... Uh, we don't have time for that. <laughs> We, we don't have time for that, apparently, and, uh... We've got all the worry, time I'm, in the world. I will give you the easy jobs. Just more hands make light work, and, you know, cool. it's good to learn a bit of, you know, a new skill or two, right? Can I get a perception and alertness roll from everyone? Sure. Okay. Perception and alertness, you say. What's the difficulty? Uh, or- the difficulty for this is going to be six. Cool. I have a single seven. Single seven? Yep. I have two successes. The three of you are all going to hear the sound of rapidly approaching hooves. We have all the time in the world. Then again, and as you all turn around, you're going to see several police carriages rolling up at high velocity as well as a boat in the harbor that is turning to cut off passage. Let's sail. <laughs> uh, get... Take something ar- important and let's go. <laughs> turning around... Um, okay. Uh, turning around, uh, you will lean toward the boat, and as that happens... Uh, you are going to hear something flies through the air and impacts the mast and then explodes into flame as a bottle full of flaming liquid strikes it. The mast goes up immediately. By order of the New York Police Department. Uh Uh-oh. Mr. Dashwood, you and your illicit operations are under arrest comes out of one of those canonical megaphones. So what do we do? Do we fight our way out, or, or do we... Oh, shit. I, I, I Get know. on the boat, and we go. We don't have a sail! And there's a boat in the harbor! With guns! Do we really need a sail? 
Leave it to me. Get on the boat. Get on the boat. Um, okay. All right. Chastity is going to look at Amelia and go. Oh, shit. Um. Ah. Uh, she's going to take a step toward you, and Teddy's going to take start running toward the boat. As uh, Josephine, you are there. Um, you are going to hear a shout from the megaphone. Remove the boat, and you are going to hear an honest to god cannon fire. As a full shot cannon fires into the into the hull of the ship, obliterating the front half of the sloop. Teddy's going to run, slip on his ass, and skid almost into the water. That's my only boat! I I only have the one! Better get another one, then. Are there other boats on the pier? Um, Teddy crawls back to his feet as the police begin to approach. He looks up at the three of you. Okay, I've been to France before. Have any of you? No. No? No. You're not gonna... Hold my hand. Oh, fuck. Oh, we're gonna do this. We're gonna do <laughs> this. Uh, Teddy's gonna reach into his pocket, grab his uh, his antique compass that his father gave him, is going to hold it up, and... Uh, may I miss? He says, looking at you, Josephine. Absolutely. Cool. He's not gonna say cool. Yeah. Um, fantastic. Uh, and he's going to lean in and kiss you hard. Uh, and as he does so, he's going to grab you and push you uh, into the water off the cool. pier. Uh, and uh, as he does so, unfortunately, he is going to uh, bump into someone else. Oh, no. <laughs> uh, that is with... Oh, my God, I got enough. I got enough. Uh, you are going to fall toward the water, the three of you being pulled by Teddy's kiss, by Teddy's hand, and you are going to tumble. Tumble. The water was only ten feet off of the pier. You're falling for quite a while. Seconds pass. Your eyes blur as darkness spreads around you. And uh, I need a stamina roll off of all of you. Just um, stamina? Just This is a soak roll. Cool. Should I spend a willpower for that? Uh, you... No, you can't. This is the one thing you can't. You can't? Oh, okay. Okay. Got it. Um, I rolled a three and a one. You rolled three on one dice? I rolled a three and a one. Okay, so you are going to take three points of bashing damage. Okay. So Two rep- successes. How many? Two. Okay, you're going to take one point of bashing damage, and Teddy's going to take... Uh, one, because of something else. Uh, there's going to be a tumble. And um, you might want to hold on to your butts, you're going to hear, and you are going to fall through the roof of a carriage. Uh, three people, uh, four people, fall through the top of the carriage and land in your laps. I need you three that, that are in the carriage to make me a stamina roll to absorb some of this damage. Uh, you need one success, so roll your stamina, difficulty six. Two successes. Two successes? Mm-hmm. What'd you get? None? Yeah, I got two twos. Okay, you're going to take a point <laughs> of bashing damage from the impact, and uh, so is Mai. She's going to bite down on her tongue by accident. There's going to be a splurt of blood. 
Oh, for I God's sake! I knock my head back against the back of or something. What's the... F- so, what the fuck is going on here? Four people fall through the roof, and uh, you are going to hear a man next to your feet, an incredibly handsome man, mind you, uh, who groans up and goes, I broke my compass. Ow. Uh, and I need an Ow. initiative roll off of all of you. <laughs> this is one way to bring a party together. Right? Yeah, right? Okay, Teddy's out of commission because he bonked oh, his head. So what do we add to this? Uh, you add your dexterity and wits. And do tens explode? Uh, y- if they, I'm doing that. They only do if you have the fast reflexes. Specialty. Okay, cool. Um, so, uh, the so Dr. Vivian has a 15. Does anybody have more than 15? Oh, yeah, I have a 15. Okay, so uh, Evelyn... Uh, uh, so, Chastity... I have to ask real quick, mm-hmm. Amy. Do yeah. you do you wish for your friend to have accidentally fallen along? Sure. Okay. <laughs> that's dramatic. If something happens to her, that's going to be some trauma. Okay, so that's Evelyn, Josephine, uh, Vivienne, uh, and then it is going to be Chastity, Darcy, Mib one, Mib two, Mib. Three. All right. So you are going to hear the sound of them uh, crashing through the roof, landing on you. And you're going to hear the driver say, okay, what was that? Josephine Carrington, Banny Tharsis, nice to meet you. A goddamn hermetic. (laughs) And uh, with that, uh, Evelyn, it is your turn. You're going to hear the sound of bullets ricocheting off the back of the carriage. And oh, are they actually ricocheting? Uh, one of them is going to puncture the glass window at the back. Okay. Uh, and my umbrella opens up, okay. and I would like to use uh, your rote. My rote. Okay. All right. And so go. Basically, it it looks like a normal umbrella until it opens, and then there's like metal tubing and wiring, and there's a switch by the handle. It's very elegant and very pretty and well polished. Sounds good. All right, you can go ahead and make me a roll. This is a rote, so I won't give you a fast casting penalty. So you can go ahead and do... This is going to be... Uh, this is going to be your arete at a difficulty of five. Okay, so it's just arete. Oh, pardon me, difficulty I don't add of, the matter di- to it. Difficulty of six. You do not add the matter. Okay. Uh, Need to raise my arete. Yeah, Need do. more dice. Full kill... Difficulty of six, you said? It's difficulty of six. Okay, two successes. Two successes, all right. So that is going to block two levels, uh, or it's going to be a minus two off of my attacks to try to penetrate with firearms, and it's going to last for the combat, basically. Okay. Okay. Uh, I will hold that up. All right, so uh, you are going to stick your umbrella through the the now broken glass and deploy it. Yeah. And if... Uh, all right, Josephine, it is your turn. You have landed on the ground in the middle of a gunfight and car chase, or cart chase, I should say. Uh, what do you do? Carriage chase. Is true. Um, hmm, what do I do? That is an excellent question. Um. Oh, shoot. 
Anyway, uh, let's see. I. You do have a gun. That was what I was saying, oh shoot, about because technically my carpet bag was on the ship that blew up and all of my stuff was in it. <laughs> what spheres do you have? Uh, correspondence, forces, and prime. How much correspondence? Two. Do you have, uh, do you have your gun on you? It, Cor- I do now. Okay, sounds or, good. Can, can I have my carpet bag on me, honestly? Uh, it is intimately connected to you. If you it's got you all gotta, of my foci in it. So I need you to oh, make me goodness. a, uh, yeah, so make me all of your foci. Cool. Not all of it, but not my correspondence. Unique one. <laughs> all right. So go ahead and give me that. That is going to be catastrophic uh, here yes, because it is. it is just teleporting into your hand. Um, so that is going Ooh. to be at a difficulty of, uh, that's going to be difficulty seven, six because of your unique foci. Okay. Or your specialty so, foci. Um, I pull out from that uh, leather or from that round holster on my belt, uh, pull out a little mini telescope, which um, because it's cool and I want to show the chat. Little nice. mini telescope. Um, and I just kind of grab it and uh, and mutter um, supra sick, sick infra and just call it to me. <laughs> Sounds good. Your difficulty of six. I need two successes. Cool. Um, I'm going to spend a willpower. Okay. <laughs> because I really need this to happen. Okay. That is a total of three successes. Okay. So um, you are going to uh, do that. I need you to bank me two points of paradox on your sheet, please. Yeah, I will. And, <laughs> and uh, as you reach down beneath you, you are going to do that. You're going to cast that and pull your bag out from beneath you. There's no way that could have been there a second ago. For any of you who are looking. And uh, I think someone just understood what you said in Latin in the chat. So that's cute. Yeah. Um, so uh, it appears in your hands right now. And you may um, prepare to take your next action. Cool. So you can draw your gun and, and arm it. I will. I will draw my gun. Um, and uh, I put reg- it has regu- regular bullets that I put in it. Sounds good. Uh, you are going to hear a voice through the driver slot. Lean down. A, th- a deep, masculine voice is going to say, I only need a couple of seconds. I gotta prime the horses. And through the slot, you're going to see these thick, dark hands reach up and pull a syringe out with this rubber tubing that you now are going to all see connects to the horse's nostrils and is going to start plunging a greenish-blue liquid into it. Uh, That's going to take a couple rounds to cast, though. So, Chastity, it's your turn. What would you like to do? Um, take, get my bearings of what the hell's going on here, because I've, and sit up, and... They're driving on the left side of the road. This and now the right, weird. and now the left, and now the right. But you know what? I don't think the, the side of the road even matters anymore. This is chaos. Um, it's like Teddy's driving um, or something. Te- and Teddy's driving. How can this be? <laughs> I hope not. Um, and she's... If there's holes breaking into the car carriage, mm-hmm. she would like to attempt to imbue the carriage to make it stronger and more bullet resistance with Prime. 
With Prime? Uh, so Prime would I'm, be able Prime? to... Def- Prime would yeah. be able to protect it against, like, Prime attacks and things like that. So you could do that. You could try doing that. Mm, I thought there was something that, like, gave you more shielding or something specifically. It, like, uh, usually things. usually okay. that would be in combination with other spheres. Mm, okay. But um, you can definitely try. This might be useful. She'll try. Um, she will... Okay, so this is going to be Prime to imbue. How do you do this? You just pray for this thing? To, she to... is praying. Yeah, this is very much a hand clasp, eyes closed. She is just sitting in the middle of this carriage. I don't care if she's sitting on someone or what, but she's just going to start praying. Um, All right, and so. Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh, uh, this is going to be, uh, you know what? This is actually going to be, it's an invisible will working, so it's going to be difficulty mm-hmm. of four. Uh, I'm going to say mm-hmm. five because you've been banged around and are confused at the moment. Okay. So, so I'm rolling my You're Arate. rolling your Arate, and you have to spend a point of quintessence to imbue. Did we have any quintessence at all to start you with? You have your avatar rating and quintessence to start. Awesome. That means I have three. I'm going to fill that out. Well, mark off two of them at least. Okay. So, um, can I spend a willpower on this? Uh, yes, you may. I will spend a willpower. And then... Wait. Sorry, it was just my erite. Why did I grab a fourth dice? All right. I have three dice. That's it. Only three dice? Mm Mm-hmm. All right, so as... What did you say my difficulty was? Difficulty of this is going to be four. Okay, I got a five, an eight, and a ten. Which I know it should be five, but that doesn't matter. A five, an eight, and a ten? All right. Uh, So, and because I'm using the the ten can count as two or re-roll. I'm going to take it as two, and then I have spent a willpower for for success. Sounds good. The only place this can really go is duration, so this can be imbued for the remainder of the story. Sure. This is a very imbued uh, carriage. I mean, I guess you could put it into absorption of quintessence, like if it gets hit by a prime bolt. Sure, let's okay. do that. Okay, we'll do it. It doesn't 50/50. need to be a permanently fancy permanently fancy carriage. carriage. <laughs> all right, so uh, as you pray and imbue, all of you will feel a chill run up your spines as um, suddenly the carriage doesn't glow in your perceptions, but you feel it. You feel a tingle about you as more magic starts to get thrown around here. Um, and Darcy, it is your turn. Um, from where you see rattled around from this sudden thing, your neck snaps back, and you are going to see the waxing—pardon uh, me—the waning gibbous overhead, shining down. The only light aside from the gaslit street lamps that you are blurring past. What do you do? Cool. Okay. Um. So that is going to be a—that'll be a minus two on my rolls for casting. If, if it's a gibbous, I thought it was. If it was full, you did better because of your. Yeah, but there's some like periods you get overlap. Basically, like, m- like one, two, three, one, two, three. So we okay. will, we can talk about how we want. Like, oh, you, how you mean the a minus minus to, to difficulty? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. That's positive. Yeah. That's yeah, yeah. Good. Sorry, yeah. I, I got yeah. my terms mixed up for a sec. So okay. Yeah, no, so you're at a minus two, you say? Yeah. Okay, that's bad. Yeah, I know, right? This that's is, pretty boss. It's a mer- and a flaw. Um, um, but uh, I would like to use a rote as well. Um. How close are they? Because I would like to curse them. Okay, so you can't see out the back because that umbrella is there. But if you look out one of the side windows, you can see that the horses are gaining. They are probably about 20 feet behind the carriage. Okay. Could I attempt to uh, cause disease on one of them? Uh, Sure. The one that's uh, drawing a gun on you is probably a good one. Yeah, I was thinking about that. How do you do this? So she's going to quickly... um, 
look at that and see that. She's going to quickly pull out um, her little pouch of just that she has with her all the time. She's going to quickly uh, pull that through. She's going to open a bottle of, like, it looks basically a very fine, like, crushed herb. And she's going to start just muttering it. And then she's going to take it out the window and she's going to toss it at, like, a kind of like okay. a smoke screen. Sounds good. She's going to toss that out. So, like, throwing arsenic in their face type of thing. Yeah, basically. Okay. Like she's so, uh, you can make me a magic roll. That is going to be, uh, so that is, that is going to be not elegant. It's going to be uncanny, uh, but, but not against odds. Uh, so that is going to be life three, uh, difficulty seven minus your um, your conditional magic. Okay. So I don't know what that drops it to. You said it was minus two. Yeah. So five. Okay. So that's difficulty five. Uh, you can lower if you incorporate your book into the casting by one more. Um. Would Would she like? Would you say that that she would be able to quickly like flip through the book? Yeah. And yeah, yeah. yeah. You know yeah, where all the cool. spells are exactly. So that'll yeah. be another okay. minus one. Uh, and uh, yeah. So that is going to be difficulty four. Cool. All right. Oh, <laughs> that's only going to be one success. One success. Uh, so um, you needed at least uh, probably t- three successes, two successes to, to get what you wanted. So you start casting, and I'll say you got halfway there. So okay. you can keep the effect going next round at a plus one difficulty if you want. Okay. Okay, Sounds so good. remember that you had one success. Okay, yep. and I'll put a circle there. All right, I'm going to take a pot shot at you real quick. So you are leaning halfway out the car as you do this. Uh, I'm going to try to shoot to wound. Uh, so you, I'm going to let you do, because you're leaning out of a car and you're seeing the gun, I'm going to give you a dex and athletics roll to try to pull your head back in at a difficulty of eight. Okay. 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 Um, I'm gonna spend a willpower. This is probably for the best. Yep. I'm glad I spent that willpower. <laughs> That's the only success <laughs> I only had. Success? All right, so uh, there is going to be a pring as a gunshot rips out. Okay. Uh, you are going to feel a bullet rip across your shoulder for one point of lethal damage. Your nice beefy shoulder. So lethal damage, you signify with an X. Yeah. Uh, And by the way, if you have any existing damage, it goes down. So it compresses. All right. All right. So a bullet is going to wing past you. Another one is you're going to hear, I'll get the back open. And uh, is going to aim a shot and uh, try to shoot through the umbrella. Okay. So that is minus two dice for me. Okay. Uh, all right, so there is going to be a loud bang as a shotgun is pressed against the back of the umbrella, and um, it is going to go, and the umbrella is going to come back into your hands, like all bent and mangled, but none of the shot got through. That's something, at least. Uh, I don't want to make another one. Okay, and finally, the last one is going to rush up the side and is going to aim a special elongated pistol with this strange clicking sight, and you're going to see it begin to slightly glow in the moonlight as it takes a pot shot at the wheel. Okay. Uh, It is going to... Okay, with the prime shield, that is going to be a botch. 
Perfect. Perfect. Crap. I... I've got this one! And the tall man that you saw earlier is going to level his gun at the wheel well next to you, look up at you, and sneer with a bunch of gold and silver teeth across his grill, fire, and you're going to hear the horse that he's riding on scream in pain as half of the horse's side of his head and the man's entire arm up to the midpoint explode in an explosion of gunpowder next to you, Evie. And the horse is just going to flop over, pinning the man's leg beneath it and just start kicking and writhing as, like, its ear and part of its face is burned. It's unfortunate for the horse. It'll live, I promise. It'll just get some cool scars. Girl horses dig scars. Uh, Evelyn, it's your turn again. Okay. Um, So how many are still around us? Uh, There are two. There is a pretty nondescript one, and then there is the short one. Uh, the, the short one is the one with the shotgun that is right next to you, like kind of like looking at you with a shotgun. Uh, and the one that Darcy is cursing uh, appears to be a fairly normal looking man. Okay. They all kind um, of look like they're related, though. Okay. Tall, pale, balding. No, bald. They don't have any visible hair. Um. The shotgun. Yes. Now, I think... I feel like I would be familiar enough with a firearm to know mm-hmm. kind of how. Absolutely, it's basic combustion. It fires mm-hmm. like the basic me- mechanism. Mm-hmm. Can sure. I? Is it close enough to touch? Uh, yes, it was pressed against your umbrella. You'll have to make an attack roll to touch it. Um, well, I'm not sure if the, my rope needs that or not. Okay, so what are you um, trying to do? I want to disintegrate an object, not the full. Thing. I want to make one of the, the firing pin or something break. Okay, so... Um, just what needs to... Which could conceivably have just broken under stress, etc. Okay, so... Um, just not work. What I need you to do then, this is a rote, and this is... Uh, so it's matter three, entropy and three. three. Yeah. And this is uncanny for certain. Uh, so you are at difficulty eight. Okay. Now, what is your um, what is your specialty foci for matter? Um, did you pick? I don't one? think we'd actually worked that out. Is it chemistry? Probably. Okay, so that'll be a minus one. So you're difficulty seven. You can okay. spend quintessence to lower the difficulty further. Okay. Uh, on a one for one, if you would like, and you can also spend um, willpower. Remember, willpower doesn't come back as quickly in this system, though. Okay, and. It's not that it adds dice, it just lowers the difficulty. Yes. Correct? Yeah. Okay. Um, or you can roll at seven. I will lower it to... Can I lower it to five with Quintessence? Yes, you may. Uh, do you have Actually, Avatar 2? I have Avatar... Or Avatar... Where's Avatar on here? It's on the backgrounds. Yes, I have Avatar 2. Okay. You cannot spend more Quintessence than your Avatar rating. Yeah. So... All right, so uh, using your primal, like just the primordial insight of science, uh, you are going to pull out a spray bottle of chemicals, I believe is what you said before? Yeah, I think I probably actually have it in a little, like just a little spritzer. But instead of like perfume spritz, like a cloud, Mm. it actually kind of shoots a bit. It's acid. Cool. All right, so go ahead. And uh, so you're going to be at difficulty five. uh, And give me your arte. Okay. Um, that is three successes. Three successes. All right. That means that the gun itself is going to take four points of aggravated... No, pardon me. Six points of aggravated damage. 
Uh, yeah. Uh, it is going to spritz. Uh, he is going to cock. No, this would be a slide barrel. Uh, so he, he pulls back the pin to fire again as this sprays at him. And the firing pin that he pulls back is going to just go ka-ping, like a paperclip that breaks. You've got to be fucking kidding me. You hear him say. Uh, and uh, Josephine, it is your turn. So, uh, Evelyn has just spritzed someone out the hole in the back window. Um, you could just sit up and fire through it if you wanted to now. Yeah, absolutely. Cool. <laughs> uh, so this is going to be, uh, would you like to incorporate forces into this? Uh, yeah, you know, let's do it. Okay, so what we are going to be doing is we're doing uh, we're doing combat magic now. So what we're going to do is, uh, first off, you're going to roll your air attack. Okay, uh, this is going to be, uh, this is going to be elegant because it's a gun. Uh, so that's going to be at a difficulty of uh, one, two, three, four. One success. One success. Okay. Uh, so now you're going to make a dexterity and firearms roll. And I'm using my own determination for how the rules work on this because I think it's more fun. Air but I get to use it on you, too. Difficulty six, yes? Uh, difficulty six, yeah. Uh, yeah. He's very Two close. Two successes. Okay, uh, so uh, what is your gun's damage dice pool? Uh, oh, yeah, I have this. I have this written down somewhere. <laughs> I believe it's, it's a heavy revolver. It's either four or five. I think it's... F- a heavy revolver is usually five. It- I think it's actually more than oh, is it, it Was it higher in this area? I think, I think it's. I think it's six. If it, if it, yeah, it's six if it's the same as a modern a- cold anaconda. So in that case, do you have enough strength to use that? What's the strength needed? Uh, usually three. Well, it's three one-handed. I was gonna say it doesn't say it doesn't say in the okay in the list. If you're thing, using it so. two-handed, I think it's fine still. Uh, so what I need sure. you to do is roll me six dice, and then at the top of it, you rolled one success on forces. Yeah. Okay, you're gonna add three to this total. Nice. Because forces uh, straight up, straight up add three. Uh, add three successes or, to this roll. Yeah. And uh, cool. you got how many successes to attack? Two, right? Uh, two. Okay, yeah. so you're going to roll six plus one. One for the basic hit and one for over the one. Cool. So seven dice plus three auto. And difficulty six, yes? Difficulty six. Four more. Okay, so that's going to be seven points of lethal damage. Uh, okay. There's so much smoke in this carriage yeah. now because Victorian yeah. guns are smoky. So there is an explosion. All of your your ears are going to ring as an explosion of smoke as this this black-haired woman sits up, pushes a gun out of the back, and fires a slug directly into this guy's chest. Uh, he is going to go ass over tea kettle off of the horse and hit the ground incredibly hard, propelled by an unseen amount and obscene amount of damage from this tiny cannon. Um, That is phenomenal. Uh, He is going to hit the ground hard. Um, And let's see. uh, Darcy, you are going to heal a point of lethal damage. Stop getting shot, you bloody idiot. 
Mai says, and slaps some salve onto your shoulder by reaching around you. The point is not to get shot. I'm trying. Actually, she sounds kind it's of... kind of hard The, the point the is not to get shot because she bit her tongue. Uh, uh-huh. And uh, Chastity, it's your turn. All right. So what is happening? Like, what's left around us? Uh, there is one rider that is coming up around the side of the carriage. I would... Can I fuck with his timing for his next attack? How would you do this? I think she would... Um, I'm wondering if she can do it by yelling and distracting him somehow. Like, can I do like a combined mind and time effect? Absolutely. How are you distracting him? Well, she's probably, you know what? She'll probably yell and potentially, um, I think she's actually just going to be rather vulgar about it and flip him off. Okay. So, yeah. uh, I don't think you would, he would, I don't know if he expects that or not, sure. but I wasn't sure if you're going to like pull your top up or something like that. She considered, I think it flashed through her head, but she's like, nah, I don't, I don't flash do through her head. Uh, yeah. okay. So what I would uh, like you to do is, uh, to okay. inflict this on another person. Uh, we'll say this is time two, uh, and this is going to be uh, difficulty of, uh, it's elegant enough. So we'll say it's difficulty five, uh, six, because you're kind of in the middle of a crisis. Mm-hmm. So go ahead. Um. Yeah. Okay. I'm just gonna do as is and just go for it. Sounds good. She's like, "Oi, <laughs> you fucker!" Just the American attitude. What did you say I needed for successes? Because I got a nine at ten. Okay. And what was the other one? I was a four. Okay. Do you want to take the ten as two or a, a re-roll it? I kind of want to re-roll it and see what I it's get. It's up to you. So I'm at two successes so far yep. from the nine and the ten. Nah, it was just the two. Okay. Well, you yeah. you risked it. I risked it. I was feeling lucky. I wasn't okay. lucky. I should never never be luck- think I'm lucky. Uh, so uh, he is going to ride up next to you, kind of shaking his head. You fucking bitch. And she might spit at him, too, actually. How dare you, you Yankee bitch? You're uh, not French. And uh, Darcy, would you like to finish casting your spell? I would love to finish casting my spell. So, sounds great. So I need, uh, what was your difficulty last round? It was six, I believe? Uh, no, or I think five? it was four with my... It was four? Okay. Yeah. Uh, so it's going to be five now. Yeah. Cool. So hanging on to the spell, you just want as many successes as you can get. Uh, go for it. All right. All righty. That's going to be two successes. Two successes. All right. So you had one originally, right? Yep. Okay. Uh, one sec. Uh, that is a fail. Uh, what disease is this? Um, This is going to be... It is the 1890s. You want to go with the standard? Yes, please. Okay, tuberculosis it is. <laughs> uh, so that is four successes on inflicting tuberculosis. Was that three total or four total? Three total. Three total. So three total successes at t- inflicting tuberculosis, which is going to deal uh, one, two, three, four, five, six points of bashing damage immediately um, unless you want it to be lethal your call eh, we'll stick with bashing for now okay. she's, uh, she's, she's she doesn't so quite know what she's doing he she's is going little... to clutch the side of the horse and you're going to see his skin drain even paler than it is until he looks like moonlight his hair begins to grow 
longer. His nails stick out of his flesh, and he begins coughing and hacking. Blood begins pouring down his mouth, and he... Uh, do me a favor. Bank uh, bank a point of paradox, please. Put it on your wheel. Okay. Yep. Uh, and... Uh, and as that happens, um, you are going to hear the most ungodly sound. It sounds like thunder echoing, and the back of the carriage gets as several bullets in a row fired in somehow rapid succession tear through the wood, and you can hear the sound of a horse approaching in the distance. Anyone who looks out the back window will see that there is an absolutely massive Clydesdale that has what appears to be like a shoulder-mounted repeater gun attached to it. Which is lucky, because that's the exact time that you will hear another sound. An ungodly set of neighs from the front of the carriage, and then that deep voice of Dr. Vivian saying, Pericles! Heracles! Let's go, boys! (laughs) And they were going to let out the most incomprehensible horse noises you have ever heard, and your carriage is going to go about 80 miles per hour down the cobblestone streets as the horses begin running so fast that it starts to shatter cobblestones. Uh, Evelyn is going to try and hands on the ceiling wedge herself into the corner because this thing's going like this. (laughs) As you are going to outpace that that machine gun in no time. And as you are banking around a corner, the, the, the wheels, which you now recognize were covered with some type of vulcanized rubber, gripping the cobblestones as you partially drift across this steep curve. You'll hear him call through, where are we going? I don't really know London. And you'll hear a meek voice from underneath all of the women go, I, <coughs> I have a house in London. Thank you, Teddy! (sighs) Useful for something. (laughs) What neighborhood? Uh, And Teddy will proceed to give directions as you ride off into the night, finding the way to your new safe house, which you will find comfortable and safe as you round the back of this small, comfortable villa where you will spend the night in getting to know each other but as you do that safe and secure inside of this house with your new impromptu friends none of you will notice as the windows are shut tightly against the potential Bobby arrival that outside is a single man standing and watching the house. He wears a long, dark trench coat and smiles as flies buzz around his head. He watches you, (laughs) smiles to himself. Soon enough, my dears, soon enough, 
and slowly he turns and begins walking down the cobblestone lanes. Dawn is approaching. And as he walks, his cane tick-tacks, tick-tacks, tick-tacks. And he whistles a jaunty tune as he goes to make you a present. But we'll find out about that next time on Mage the Ascension, the Victorian Age. The Devil and the Doves. And that's going to be it for us tonight, folks. Did you guys have fun? Yes. Oh. <laughs> I, that was good. Oh. oh. I got to say, you, though, you missed the perfect opportunity there. What? You could have said, soon enough, my doves. I was going yeah. to, but you're not known as the doves yet. So you're not known as the doves. Yeah, the, so I, I know, I, but still, that could have been the hint. Yeah. Nah, that was good. That was good. No, it was good. No, it was you, good. Want me, you, want me to, you want me to go back? Soon enough, no. No. my doves. Is it, it didn't feel right when I was writing in my notes, so. Mm. So, uh, thank you very much Oof. for tuning in tonight. Ooh, it is very warm. Let's. Oh, oh so warm. warm. Ah! Oh, oh my God. Yeah! I'm really glad for these fans. Holy shit. Yeah, right? right? Twitch. Oh, God. Also, you... this is, I'm really happy I, how much of a prop I mine is. I need one so bad. You do, you do. <laughs> so bad. I, I love like a hand, pull, to, like, pull them out snap, and send you. Like a slap yeah. it I'll see you tomorrow. Like, yeah, I know, tomorrow, tomorrow. Show you them, man. Yes. Oh thank you very God. much, chat. Hey, it has been wonderful having you with us tonight. Uh, thank you very much. Uh, hey, thank you. Thank you, Kai Wims. Uh, folks, mm. if you're watching later in YouTube land or listening on podcast, I hope you enjoyed this episode. If there's anything that we can do to make it more enjoyable for you, uh, please don't hesitate to ask. Um, I think one of the most nerve wracking things was just trying to make sure I'm like, they had shotguns back there, right? Of course they had shotguns, Kelly. <laughs> <laughs> but trying to get the historical tone well. Um... How was Teddy? Would you like Teddy? Oh my oh, god. god. I love Teddy. met him and I love amazing. him. I know, I've amazing. not met him. And he's amazing. I, I, oh my god, you were... I knew you were going to make James kind of like middling. But, oh, that last bit. I'm like, such a yes worm. This is a worm. You just want him to be worm. better. You're like... You want him to be Fuck. better? Like, he has potential, right? Yeah, the thing is that... be better, but you're not being better. You're not... You're being a worm. You're being... You're like, yeah, I know. I know. It's a complicated thing to be to be James, right? Well, so, because then I think she wasn't even necessarily demanding full credit. She would have been happy enough, I think, if he had come to her and said, I need to present something. Can I present your work so it's known? You mean if he had treated you me like a partner? Will you help me create the, the presentation? Yeah. Yeah. And thus, uh, I hope that you all enjoyed this. Uh, I do want to say that it has been a privilege running this for you, um, but also that it is not easy to run this type of rampant historical misogyny for you at times. <laughs> it, it was not entirely comfortable at all times. And there were a couple of moments where I actually was feeling kind of emotional about it, kind of on, I don't know, on your behalf or the fact I was partially raised by a single mother. I don't know. It was just a thing. I don't know. So hopefully, hopefully, did you enjoy it is the most important Yes. Part. Yes. Yes. I also enjoy sitting, stewing, hating the characters. Oh, yeah. I love the fact that I hate them. <laughs> I don't hate you. I freaking love you, but I hate the character and that's well, the best That was thing. why I was like, okay, the worst offender, dude, uh, does he have work here? Yes, I'm going to steal his. Yeah. Screw him. Yeah, I love and, that. 
I think that you are, those of you who are um, in this, and I'm really hoping that the rest of the Dork Tales team that's been in my mage games before, off camera, tune in because mm. everything I write is always connected. Also, I have no, I have no idea which one of you is Charlie's relative. So enjoy. One of you might have a kid. <laughs> Fair See. enough. Honestly, at this point, most of you probably will. It's the Victorian era. Yeah. Hmm. All right. So, uh, folks, thank you so much for tuning in. We're going to be back in one week, which is a hell of a turnaround for this type of game. Um, <laughs> I know. Uh, this is going to be a great arc. So we're in for two episodes. Um, and I can't believe we made it through all 12 scenes because I was worried about that. Uh, that was, good. It was, it was I, I enjoyed being able to sit here and just... Yeah. Oh, right? <laughs> just, oh. yeah. Brown. Yeah. And and I got to be as badass as I wanted Jizzy to be. Right? So. You you still have a black eye, too. So that's I great. Oh, I feel um, like I got to cast magic. You did. Yeah. And to see the system's not that hard. You just got to remember to, no. to count your successes before you roll. Um, yeah. So uh, I really appreciate you all being here. We really do. And uh, be sure to tune in. We're going to be back tomorrow night. Amy is running Ghosts of Saltmarsh here. So hopefully you'll tune in for that. And uh, coming up, we're going to have a lot more World of Darkness and Chronicles of Darkness content on Dork Tales because I love it and I've been away from it long enough to get that hunger again. Uh, <laughs> I've got a really great cast coming in in October for a Vampire the Requiem game, the Save Chris Blogs live stream, um, <laughs> where I run it as long as he doesn't smoke. Uh, and I love that conceit. And then we're going to be doing other cool stuff here, including Extra Life, mm. which I really hope that uh, if you enjoyed this game, come back and support us. Uh, so in three Fridays... Uh, four Fridays? Four Fridays? Uh, basically, on uh, August 20th through the 22nd, we're going to be here raising money for Extra Life, which is a charity that benefits the BC Children's Hospital uh, and the Children's Miracle Network. So, um, last year, uh, between our two charities, we were able to raise $15,000 for sick kids. Uh, this year, I'm, I want to break 20, and uh, we can't do it without your help. So, hopefully, and it'll be a hell of a lot of fun. We're running like 11 games over one weekend, so it'll be a lot of fun. Uh, but with that, um, everybody take five experience points for the first episode. Ooh, yeah. Because XP does not spend well in Old World of Darkness. It does not. It does <laughs> not. Uh, and also, I'm going to give you all, because you completed my lengthy character surveys, I'm going to give you all a present uh, after game in Ooh. private. Uh, but that's going to be it for us tonight. We love you all, and we'll see you next time here on Dork Tales. Good night, everybody. Mage the Ascension, the Victorian Age, Book One, The Devil and the Doves, is a Dork Tales production. It stars Christine Rattray as Dr. Evelyn Taylor, Amy Godfrey as Chastity Prudence Goodwin, Jen Peters as Josephine Carrington Bonnie Tharsis, and Robin Holford as Darcy Harkness. Its storyteller is Kelly Clark. For a full list of music used in this episode, please check the show notes below. This episode also used music and sound effects from TabletopAudio.com. Tabletop Audio is one of the best resources that a roleplayer can have. It has ambient sound effects, 10-minute loops, and plenty of things to bring additional ambience to your roleplaying experience. We're not sponsored by them, we just love them. Go visit them today and support them if you can. If you like what we do here, you can help us grow by becoming a patron at patreon.com dorktales. Speaking of which, I'd like to take a minute to thank all of our patrons at patreon.com dorktales, starting with our Patreon producers. Our divine producer, Dub, my mom, and I guess my stepdad, Bob. Our demonic producer, Precarious. Our fun, but evil, Funkle. We love you, Uncle Marty. Our wizards of the Patreon, Tammy the Forever Cleric, and the Ink Goblin. The High Council of Patreon. 
Taryn, the original Dorktales fangirl, Dustin, our time-traveling buddy from 1977, Drizelta, a.k.a. James Bododge, Cubby Gummy, Amberthist, Raven with Baubles, Karasha Urquhart, Sergio, Chef Aladeth, LaRouk, Sorcerer Sanguine, and Mike Baxter. Our level 20 hero, Michael I, the graphics guy. Our level 10 heroes, Nacro, the straw hat devil, Hans H. Boundehoof, Professor Multiverse, Snowy323, Chandra Magic, Draconis Majers, Renee Hayes, Dodger Lakers fan, Jamal Cheatham, Spork Saber, Colin Son, Iron Warrior X, Voidweaver, Peppermint, Raven of Arlix, Craig Hallstrom, Darcy Gibbs, and a lizard with daft ideas. Our very important patrons, who donate five or more dollars per month, an actual guinea pig, Dale Cope, the eternal student of life, Camille, who may be six possums in a trench coat, Evan, longtime listener, first time patron, Jason Tudor, the mayor of Icewind Dale, Krista Mitchell, the Siege FX engine, Rio, but without the OZ, Robin Holford, the wine master, United Adventure Company, SM Pace, Hillary, Matt DS, Eric and Amber, Evil, Tommy Kiyama Svensson, Olivia, Red Monk, Stormshanks, Jacob, Random Equinox, Uncanny Kate, Dazed Apricot, The Bong Master, David Ellis, Jeremy Smith, Lockjen, Slurm, Slouching Beast, Graham Rudkin, Paula Chino, Chris Deeds, Malazang, Jacob Shinji McDonald, Laura Arasmith, Mashmakan, Just Andy, an insomniac veterinarian, Marcel, Los Grack and So Honorable, Bryn Hawker, Whistler, DM Shari, Gaming Hyperpanda, Stuart Tiffin, The Dixon Three, Owls, Bartold, KC, Tyler Saunders, David Carnan, Fally Pally, Waffle Rabbit, Eric of Norse Foundry, Robbie Dick, Parker Radborn, Caitlin Vinkel, Brandon Keane, Walter Mann, Back. Diggy Diggy Blog, Marcos Olguin, Chris Kane, Braddockism, Stephen, Denise Atwood, Wolfgang, Nyla, Russell Christian, Shelley Garvin, Johnny Nemec, Yosef, Stephen Malik, Game Hen, Panda Sior, James G, Sabersloth, Joshua Chandler, Frederic Laponte Moret, Karama215, Tyrone Slothrup, Andrew Rambling Gamer, Ezra Santos, Chris Chinloy, QXVW198, Cade Green, Mitch D, The Comment Guy, Jade, The Maker of Monsters, Phoenix Queen, Chris, Trey, Dark Sun, and The Queer Mountain Witch. And finally, our Dork Squad. Jen Peters, Daniel, Brent, CTRSTY, Hayliz, Patrick, Zach Rules, Britton Williams, Ava Hernandez, Jacob Embry, Catherine Petricelli, Kathleen Halperin, Judith Steen, Orion the Scott, Heavy Metal and T, Erica Lena, Kayla Haynes, Shannon McLean, Oni Yuri, Stephen Pearson, Dennis Dory, Isaac Griffin Onan, Hunter, and Robert Leach. If you'd like to hear your name at the end of these episodes and get access to exclusive perks, feel free to join us on patreon.com slash dorktales. Dorktales survives on the generosity of our patrons, and I can't express how grateful I am to each and every one of you for your support. Thank you so much, and thanks to you for listening. If you want to reach out, you can find us on the Dorktales Discord. We hope you join us, and we'll see you in the next episode.